0: Call the spec sheet now at 573-837-4948. special edition of the spec sheet with curtis thornton on this broadcast each listener will receive a complimentary pre-owned 10 gigabyte ibm ide hard drive no need to call about the drive we have your information to speak with curtis call now at 573-837-4948 that's 573-837-4948 and now here's the spec sheet All right.
1: with Curtis Thornton. I'm Michael Van Dieven. What's up, Curtis?
2: Hey, it's not been a very busy week or anything. You know, I just
1: figured out before the show we were testing audio and you kept hearing yourself, that's because my speakers were up. I'm Michael Van oh. Dieven. <laughs>
2: well, hey, at least it's not a 30 minutes of me trying to figure out what I did wrong this time.
1: So we have a lot of new listeners, as George Norrie would say. So for the new <laughs> listeners, the spec sheet is actually a technology podcast. Uh, but since Art Bell has quit his show... I had no plans on doing a show today, and I'm guessing you probably didn't either. And there are a lot of people who would probably say that the Gabcast would probably be a more appropriate forum to talk about the things we're going to talk about tonight. But the thing is, Curtis can only do shows. I can only do shows on Monday or Tuesday. And of those two days, Curtis can only do them on Tuesdays. So, yeah, the conclusion there obviously is going to be that, well, we're going to do a spec sheet show. We haven't done the spec sheet in a while, anyway. It's time to get back on board here. Uh, since I went to Morocco, we haven't done a show, have we? Yeah,
2: well, there, there's still the uh, missing show that uh, Vlad and I did. That's completely my fault that that it hasn't show been posted.
1: that show will never see the light of day. I'm sure. But it should. It, it, was, keep,
2: it was actually really fun.
1: It was a good show. Uh, while I was in Morocco, uh, Curtis and Vlad, otherwise known as uh, RVXTM, I don't really know what that means, but. That's what he goes by. He and Curtis did a show, and it was a great show. I caught about 45 minutes of it while I was in Morocco. Uh, losing my shit every forty five minutes yeah. in the bathroom. We did that special for you. It was it helped me heal. I uh, yeah. I healed because of no, I really <laughs> didn't actually. It <laughs> made it worse, right? It only got worse from there. I think I heard your show toward the beginning of my health issues in Morocco. <laughs> well, you <laughs> just... know
2: we, we were prescribed for uh, any kind of bathroom issues.
1: I'm not ta- I'm not I'm not necessarily blaming my routine visits to the bathroom every forty five minutes on on the show the two of you did, but. I find it coincidental. I don't know. That's all I'll say. I
2: I, I will confirm, not confirm, or deny what happened.
1: There are a lot of people who listen to this show who, well, probably are interested in how things went in Morocco because for those of you who do listen to this show, this is probably one of the few encounters you and I have, uh, you the listener and I. And it was a horrible trip. I was in Morocco for a month. Uh, The first week or so was fine, and then it was all downhill from there. When I was in Morocco in 2008... I caught something where I I I I coined the phrase or the term ass fountain
3: uh, because
1: yes. of how frequently I was winding up in the bathroom, and these were not normal visits. These were the type of visits where, as you're going, you're thinking, "How much water am I going to have to drink to account for what just happened?" <laughs> you know, to keep but my. It's
2: to keep... a weight loss program, actually.
1: Yeah, I lost 15 pounds while I was there. So the same thing that happened to me in 2008 happened again this time. Uh, And finally, I got around it. I got over it. And like last time, I refused to get medical attention for quite some time. Uh, I finally did uh, accept the medical attention and I slowly got over it. Then I caught some sort of a flu, like some sort of a cold (laughs) slash flu that starts in your nose. Uh, With the post-nasal drip, your throat bothers you. And uh, by the way, people are already calling. We're not taking calls just quite yet. And by the way, when we do... Don't call
2: yet. Washington's not ready. Or DC's
1: not ready. And when we do start taking calls, we're just going to take one call at a time. We're not going to conference 30 people on the air at the same time. It's a little confusing, and I don't think it's the greatest listening experience. Uh, But anyway, so... Uh, I get over that. I get this new flu thing with the post-nasal drip where your throat hurts and then slowly as time progresses over the course of a week or so, it moves into your chest and you just become exponentially miserable. I got over that and then I got something where I had excruciating headaches. I had numbness in my left hand. Uh, My tongue was tingling. If you listened to any of these symptoms, you would obviously think I was having a stroke uh i was that's true yeah i was uh unaware of what was happening around me we're on our way to the er and by the way this is my second er visit during the course of my trip to morocco we're on our way to the er and my wife's sitting in the car behind me uh and she's got her hand on my shoulders touching me and i'm <laughs> i swear to god i said who is that yeah. what's happening uh, what is that? I had no idea what was going on. I literally was at stoplights opening the door so I could throw up on the ground. Uh, and then I got to the hospital. and the, I did not get over those headaches, by the way. I got back into the country on October 1st. I did not get over those headaches until around mid-October. Man. Maybe a little bit beyond that. I uh, So, I don't know. For people who maybe were curious as to why we hadn't done a show since i got back i was too i was still sick and depressed frankly um well you
2: know i sent you the google map of what alleyways to go you know do business in. you obviously didn't pay attention to that
1: (laughs) well what happened was i think what got me on and that last one was by far the worst they wanted to keep me in the hospital overnight that's how bad it was i refused of course i don't need people putting catheters into my penis thank you that's my in, biggest in foreign f- countries. That's that's my biggest fear. I don't want someone putting a catheter into my penis. I don't want anything going into my penis.
2: Just you wake up and you don't have one anymore. There's a on the order sheet it says remove.
1: I'd like to find a hospital where they just hand you a, a grape Gatorade bottle and say do it in there. <laughs> I don't need a yeah. catheter. It's like you walk yeah. through the door and they're holding up a catheter. Do you want one? We, we can, can catheterize you. Go. you. You're not even a yeah. patient. You're coming there to pick up your aunt Bessie. Do you need a <laughs> catheter? Well, I mean, we we can do it. I mean, there's the it's bathroom. Outpatient. It's, it's outpatient. It's a very simple procedure, sir. Catheters have come a long way. Yes. Uh well,
2: you know, when they when they sell those on TV infomercials, you know, during the news. Yeah. Uh
1: yeah, actually they do, don't they? they Holy do, shit, yeah. what a niche market to find yourself <laughs> yeah. advertising uh on TV. Catheters. Yeah. That's really something. We've really <laughs> yeah. evolved into a different culture where Things things that were just known to medical people, things that were dealt with uh, explicitly in the medical industry among professionals now are being paraded in front of neophytes and amateurs and know-nothings on television so that they can recommend to their doctor that they get these products. That is so (laughs) jacked up. That is not the way things were supposed to work. You have no business going to your doctor and, and saying, I think Lunesta probably could benefit me. Fuck yeah, you. What do you know? You, you've you worked as a janitor for 12 years and you graduated <laughs> high school barely. You think you know what Lunesta is going to do for you? Piss yeah. off. People have well, no well, business know. talking to their doctor about what medication they should be. I think by talking to your doctor about what medication you should be receiving, you are potentially tainting your di- your doctor's diagnosis. You're potentially mentally leading him down a certain path. Maybe if he doesn't even realize you are. But yeah. your doctor should go in cold. He should just go in cold. He should hear your symptoms and whatnot, but he shouldn't have you recommending medications that he shoved down your throat because you saw it on a commercial during Jimmy Kimmel. But didn't they change the laws
2: to where celebrities can't uh, promote drugs because people were going in and saying, give me the the whatever drug Sally Fields you know reps now or whoever else out there. They should get there was a long.
1: Well, that's a stupid law if it exists. I mean, either they should ban the advertising of medi- pre- prescription medications altogether or forget about it.
2: Well, give me what Miley Cyrus is taking.
1: I think they should have Mel Gibson advertising Chantix so that we can all <laughs> yeah. gather around the fire and celebrate his telephone outbursts that his uh, Russian foreign bride uh, recorded uh, surreptitiously uh, just to get We're, back at him. And now she's she got the kids and she a great monthly payment. Yeah, we need
2: Charlie, or not Charlie Sheen, uh... Uh, who who, uh, Alec Baldwin, Alec Baldwin and uh, Mel Gibson together having a phone conversation. That would be awesome.
1: And by the way, those of you in the chat room, I try to keep up with the chat room, but I have to tell you, I used to be better at this than I am. It's really hard to conduct a, a conversation in broadcast form while at the same time watching a chat room and i think curtis might be a little better at it than i am. you're yeah, a little better than i am at keeping up with the chat room aren't you yeah
2: I, i've been watching i haven't been typing because I'm, I'm guessing you guys can probably hear me typing and that would get annoying over time but well
1: just uh, so i can explicitly ask it i've never asked it of you but i'm kind of thinking like if you would just jump in anytime you see something in the chat room that's yeah worthy of uh, mention pardon me i just had some uh, diet mountain dew code red
2: Yeah. uh, One thing I'll point out to to all of our listeners is that if you notice our streaming, if it's cutting out or having any problems, let us know because we want to go back to our (laughs) provider and we're going to argue on that. If you have any like timeout issues or anything, the guy who runs this stream, he just can't keep up with
1: it. I'm sorry I wasn't listening to you just now, but I'll assume you said something entertaining. Uh, You're
2: great. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for what you do.
1: So first of all, I'd like to give a shout-out to Sparknode. Uh, That's the company that the website belgab.com has been hosted on for the last couple of months. And yesterday, we had a record amount of traffic. We had almost 1,000 people simultaneously using the website, or at least during the course of a uh, one-hour period of time. And uh, it has not missed a beat. I mean, there have been a couple instances where you could feel that the server really was working and it was really doing what I'm paying every month for it to do. But it never went down. We never saw any blue shadow gators, as someone said. I don't remember who that was. It took me a minute to get the joke. Yeah, yeah, I know. (laughs) It took me a minute to get the joke. And for anyone who doesn't know, uh, the the website used to be hosted somewhere else where every time the server would crash because of too much traffic, we would see a blue alligator in a suit uh, just glaring at everybody. It really was a displeasing experience. And it would say host gator in really big letters at the top of the screen. Uh, If I might just say, I don't have a marketing degree, but perhaps it's not the best advertising approach for you to slap your company's logo on my website every time your server fails to deliver what it's supposed to deliver. That's not the greatest advertisement. I don't know who thought that just every time, what is that, a 400 error, 500 error? Uh, Yeah, Yeah, we were getting,
2: I'm trying to think what the process error was. It wasn't a 400 error. But or anyway, or
1: anytime there's an error, who would say to themselves, let's put our company logo up there so people know what company this is with. I just don't
3: yeah, understand well, that
2: for the, the, the life of me. The crazy thing is, you know, you, you were out of town, or you are know, out of the country like you were saying earlier, when, when all that kind of played out, and, and I'm sitting uh, at my desk, and I notice the problems start to happen, and so I immediately get on, you know, the phone and chat with, with HostGator, and I'm trying to explain this. Uh, it's a uh, it was crazy saying, you know, come on, you, your uh, your logo is being promoted to everybody out there who's seeing this, and they, they just not get it. Well, you're talking
1: get to some guy who's making nine fifty an hour. Oh, yeah. And, uh, and ED he just care? mentioned that,
2: uh, he says, MV and Curtis, you're over-modulating a bit, almost distorting. Check that shit, bitches.
1: Huh. Well, we sound fine on our end. I think what it is is it's probably, it is probably the stream encoder, and so what I'm going to do right now, I can see that. Actually, I can see he's right. So thanks for the heads up. We'll go ahead and bring those levels down just a tad here. Um, I'm going to bring it right about there. And you guys can tell us whether or not that's going to do the trick. I hope it does. Visually, it looks like it's okay now. So we'll see what happens. I don't know. It's really odd. Sometimes, uh, Oh, uh, nefarious banana yeah. says bad streaming quality. Better cancel the show. Curtis, it's been well, real. I never really liked you, but we did a great show together. And, uh, hey,
2: hey, the, the wind blows and I'm winding down 30. Yeah. I, yeah, I was lost. Yeah. Uh,
1: Done. too low. Jackstar says too low. Now treading water says a lot better. High treading water. I kind of miss you. Actually. I haven't heard from you in a long time. <laughs> yeah. Even though you're extremely old, uh,
2: I love that photo that was posted to go along (laughs) with with the anticipation of her calling. uh,
1: She never said anything to me about that. I just always kind of wondered what her reaction was to that little old lady representing her appearance on the show. Yeah. Uh, So anyway, Art Bell has quit his show on Sirius XM 104, uh, the show entitled Dark Matter, as we all know. And so that's why. He was back
2: on the air. What? He was back on the air. I didn't know that. What
1: are you talking about? Oh, okay. I see. Okay. (laughs) Well, that's a little rude. Come on. <laughs> no, we all knew he was on the air. You're, you're taking away f- more from him than he deserves to have taken away from him. Uh, <laughs> no, I, the, the, uh, yeah, go ahead. So anyway, art's off the air, and a lot of people are left flapping in the breeze. A lot of people who've purchased XM equipment, a lot of people who've signed up for a yearly subscription, which, by the way, I am told is going to be uh, refunded to people on a prorated basis.
2: Yeah, they do. They did that for me because I, I admit I canceled my subscription a week ago.
1: People are saying I sound like Jimmy Chunga, uh, supposedly of the GIS.
2: Yeah, do I sound like Jimmy B-B-C. Chunga? What the hell's going on around I, I, I here? I don't think so. If, listen, if you sounded like Chung, Chunga, I would cancel this call right now. I done. would
1: cancel the show. I would say yeah. I sound like Chunga. Who wants to listen to Chunga? <laughs> I would
2: let you borrow a bullet.
1: I found a bunch of chunga in the bathroom drain the other day. I had to remove that shit. We couldn't get any water flow. Uh, It just wasn't working out. You've got to watch the chunga in your bathroom drain. A lot of people don't like to physically touch it with their fingers, but I say get right in there. The only way you're going to get work done.
2: You need to look at what treading water just said.
1: So I'm blowing my neighbor so he'll pay for my sub for nothing now? (laughs) I didn't know Fort Rock was your neighbor. Just imagine that little old lady on the podcast website index just blowing her neighbor with her little tiara. I just... uh, (laughs) Imagine that. I don't want to. With no teeth, which I've heard can be a plus, but I wouldn't know. (laughs) It's one of those things you never think about,
2: but it probably is a plus, not a negative. I don't know. If you close your eyes.
1: Well, see, that's just it. If I saw some woman walking into the room with no teeth... There's not going to be anything happening. I don't care how much (laughs) Cialis you pump into me. Nothing's going to happen. (laughs) So anyway, Art Bell has left, and I would say that we probably have more listeners to this show at this minute than we ever have. As a matter of fact, I'd like to, if I could, take a look. Uh, The server is full. We have 50 of 50 listeners. I really am a dumb shit for never having increased the server capacity. But frankly, I never thought we'd have this many listeners.
2: (laughs) It's been about right for a while. Actually, it's a little bit over by a factor of five.
1: So I guess the primary reason for having this show tonight, we typically talk about technology. And I guess since the streaming aspect of Art's show is the primary reason cited for his departure, we could somehow hook that into technology as a discussion. Oh yeah, uh, so we'll use that. We'll use that approach in order to justify our presence here tonight. Um, the I'm curious. First of all, how many of you listening actually had any of the online streaming problems that have been uh, infamously referred to here? I I did. Did you have any streaming issues, Curtis? N- no, I didn't. I, and here's wow. the thing:
2: I listened to his show live for a while for the first week or two, and then I we listened to the downloads of it. But I listened to all day while I was at work. Uh, different live streams from it. I never had any problems with anything. Think about, I mean, I love Art. I, I don't want to knock him in any way if I if, if I can avoid Why it. Why
1: not? He kind of deserves it in a few ways, well, I would say. Well, yeah,
2: but, but, but at the same time, you know, if I can find a way to justify something for him, I, I, I would go for it. But on this one, I, I can't, I don't think he stands up to Howard Stern in terms of the amount of listeners streaming his show. And I I think it was an excuse. It was a straw man argument that he made.
1: Well, the thing is, I have consistent... I've been listening to Opie and Anthony for years, probably since 2004. And I don't know when Sirius began the online streaming component of their service. So that's why I say I don't really have any frame of reference in terms of how long I've heard Opie and Anthony complaining about this. But for years... I have heard Opie and Anthony complaining about the fact that the streaming aspect of how their listeners connect to the show is utterly unreliable, uh, sometimes is completely down entirely, not just a matter of disconnects yeah, or that. problems here and there, just entirely down. They complain incessantly about this on the show, and yeah. it just it's par for the course. It seems to me that SiriusXM is just a company that does things on the cheap. They are possibly... Based on the things I've heard talent on the platform complaining about, I would say just as someone looking in from outside the box, they look like possibly one of the most poorly run companies in North America.
2: Yeah, but somebody in art's sphere of influence would have told him this going into it. I think a big part of it was he was just looking for a way out. And it looks like in the chat room we have uh, enough people who are on that side, too, that. The streaming thing probably was something he knew going into it, but didn't really care that much about. And then it got to the point where, for whatever reason, and I won't try to figure out his motivation, he was done with it, and it became a good excuse to use. And if he had a non-disclosure agreement with them, then he wouldn't be able to tell us the stuff he's already said up to this point, I think, because he'd, he'd be in breach of
1: it. You know, what's odd is the cryptic message. Everything is always cryptic with him, of course. Uh, yeah. But the cryptic message on his website that says something to the effect of, stand by we may be able to return in some other form in some other venue somehow uh, yeah. whether that's with another broadcasting entity of some kind which is an impossibility since he's under a no compete unless there's yeah. something from a litigation standpoint that can be done between now and then to nullify that aspect of his contract i just can't believe that i just can't believe that he would go in and allow himself to be saddled with another no-compete contract again like this. Because here's the thing. Contracts go both ways. It's not just a matter of telling Art how much he gets to be paid and what time he has to be to work and uh, whether he has to wear clothing or not while he does the show. There are also provisions in every contract that govern what the employer is required to do. And you'd be stupid to sign a contract where that's not the case. And I'm sure Art wouldn't sign that type of contract. Mm-hmm. And one of the pr- provisions that I am certain is in Art's contract, as you would see in any broadcasting contract, is that the broadcasting entity, the employer, your boss, the company, is required to transmit your show to the listener. And to do so right. within a in, in a reasonable way that's uh, that could be called reliable. Now, a lot of those terms are up for definition, and that's when you get in front of a judge and see how he defines things, but... If the case could be made by Art, and I haven't, I I think I typed this on Belgab, but the posts are just going by so fast I haven't really bothered to contribute much in the way of analysis here. But it would seem to me if Art's able to uh, uh, demonstrate that SiriusXM is in breach of the contract as a result of failing to properly deliver and, and or transmit the show to the listeners... Then SiriusXM is in breach of contract, and as a result, Art gets out of his no compete contract. So the fact that Art and both both Art and Keith Rowland are going around telling people that he's under a no compete contract now tells me that they have not actually pursued anything legally. Because I would think that they should be able to get out of that.
2: Yeah, my, my counter to that is he signed up with SiriusXM, a satellite uh, radio provider. So anything in his contract really. Streaming was a side thought and I'm sure it was a side thought even to art and his argument uh, to kind of go through some of the points he had an argument about having a lot of listeners that were in their cars driving and bad cell phone connections. As a result of that, he knew that going into it, he knew exactly what Sirius XM was, was based on where their, their bread and butter comes from, which is in vehicle uh, satellite streaming of their, uh, their show or their shows. Uh, so he knew that. So anything in his contract is going to be heavily focused around that, which I'm sure they fulfilled that part of the contract to the same level they do for any other show that's on there. So I really think the streaming part of it was, uh, it really had nothing to do with it. I'm sure the contract probably glosses over that. So uh, there's probably well, I no mean, real how can we How can we be sure though? Oh, we, we don't know. I mean, it's all speculation. But, uh, of but which there
1: it. is plenty on Belgab. Oh, I, yes. see, I see people on there pontificating like, they were there when Art signed the contract and they helped him understand all the provisions of it. Right. <laughs> just shut up, man. You don't know what you're talking about. And then when you hear people say things that clearly are just conjecture and pulled from thin air and you point that out, they get upset because you've questioned their knowledge of what's happening behind the scenes with Art Bell yes. and Sirius XM. Nobody well, here...
2: I didn't want to say anything, but w- w- one of my sources has said that they're going to fire Nori and put him back
1: in place on Coast to Coast AM just a way to get everyone to stop listening so that they can usher this situation yes. out, uh, to be done with it. Yes. Without anyone really noticing. That would be a great well, way to go about it.
2: Well, because Ian punnet was looking to go on serious and it was going to be hard to do with art there to compete with them. So really this whole thing is a plan by Ian to get back on satellite radio
1: instead, by the way, don't go update your blog. What Curtis just said is not true.
2: <laughs> yeah, that would be great. <laughs> yeah. I think, uh, from the levels there, it looks like, uh, Gab just crashed I'm sorry about that are you serious no
1: <laughs> oh, okay no all right no. we'll we'll start taking some calls now I'm sure this conversation is gonna sort of evolve and grow as we proceed here uh hi you're on the air hi uh, am I on the radio
4: rack
1: radio you are but I tell you what could you call right back because in the course of answering your call I accidentally hung up on Curtis <laughs> okay yeah no problem okay just call right back and let me get Curtis back in here Curtis uh hold on let me Call on hold. I'm clicking the hold button. It's not resuming, stupid Skype. Okay, I'll just hang up entirely on Curtis. You have to add to conference. You can't just answer the incoming call. Okay, Curtis, you there? Yeah, I'm here. Yeah, we got a call, and I accidentally hung up on you, so I told him (laughs) just to call right back.
2: I've made one joke too many. I I know my place. Uh, No, you don't.
1: This is the spec sheet.
2: (laughs) Obviously, you're...
1: So if you want to be on the show, the number to call is 573-837-4948. I'm putting that into the uh, chat room for those of you who'd like to call in. And I don't know why you want to call. Maybe you want to vent. Maybe you want to talk about uh, some of the things that perhaps haven't been specifically mentioned on the forum pertaining to Art Bell's departure. Maybe you know something that the rest of us don't know about the future. Uh, Maybe you just want to cry into the microphone and you're looking for a shoulder to cry on. Uh, after which time you'll find yourself sadly disappointed.
2: <laughs> <laughs> that,
1: that, that's something I'm very used to. Okay, here's someone calling in. We'll go ahead and answer the phone properly. Hi, you're on the air. Hello there. Am I on? You are. Hi, how are you?
5: Hi, how are you doing? This is this is Kaz from Bellgab.
1: Hi, Kaz. I think I saw your um, username float through there a couple times.
5: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, I go back with our Bell... Uh, to, if you know his history, it was like late 80s, early 90s. He was doing a solo show in Vegas. Mm-hmm. And uh, I used to lay in bed and listen to his radio show Skip In from Vegas into Chicago. And uh, this is not unusual for this man. Um, there's, He had some legitimate crises around 2000, but pulling a plug like this, it, it's just, it's really, really uncalled for because there's a lot of us who spent money on this. Do you think that's every, the difference this time? I, well, it is for me because, you know, here's, here's the deal. See, I, I, I'm a serious high-end systems engineer. I mean, I've worked for Apple Computer. I've been an IT director. I've deployed IceCast systems that handled thousands and thousands of uh, stream connections. And... uh Uh, There's really, uh, between Sirius and Google, they're probably the only two companies that could handle the capacity that an Opie or Anthony or Howard Stern would get streaming. And I mean, that's just a reality. There's huge amounts of bandwidth uh, that are required. And multicast uh, type stuff is not universally uh, distributed across the Internet so it can be used by everybody. And to me, I think it's an excuse based on what i know because streaming is never foolproof and it doesn't always work it
2: seems yeah, to me but- go ahead Curtis. i was going to say look at things i mean cuz there are you know akama uh amazon's cloud which isn't great either i i i know but but there are services out there that that make their money in, in the streaming world look at the super bowl big events like that 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 go through just fine that have way more traffic at one time than an art bell show <clears throat> an art bell show is going to do uh, I just I, I don't see where the streaming thing. If XM does truly have a a structural problem when it comes to streaming, uh, it seems like it would have come out before Art Bell.
1: He wouldn't. I, be I just it has the come out. Uh, it, it, about. it has come out though. As I yeah, said, I've been listening right. to Opie and Anthony for years. They've constantly, incessantly complained about the streaming. It's not working. Yeah. It's not. It's dropping people. It's uh, it's it's dropping frames of audio. It's anything you can name. They've complained about where streaming audio is concerned. And- yeah, well- I, well, right. I my guess...
5: point is it's that that's normal for streaming. I mean, you're in you're on the wild west portion of the internet. You have no traffic control. It's it's not like uh, distributing over a cable network where you're delivering video digitally, which uses IP protocol anyway. It, it, that stuff is traffic managed on the big internet. There's no traffic management to speak of. And really, if there is, streaming is at the bottom of the pile. So it doesn't matter what you do. You have problems with your peering people. So my point is, is that streaming is always is problematic, and anybody who goes into streaming needs to know that.
1: But do you yeah. know necessarily that they're using peering technology at Sirius for people to stream online?
5: Peering? Every internet provider on the planet uses peering. It's how the internet services are pieced together. It's called peer connection. The internet's like a... Uh, all right, I don't want to get real technical, but the, the, the internet is a interconnected uh, sort of spider's web of connections and how packets move from one side to the other have to do with different management strategies on different routers, and because of that, uh, you see a lot of management techniques that are different from ISP to ISP. So, in other words, I might be on Comcast, but I'm talking to a server. Okay, in I understand.
1: Okay, yeah. I understand what you're saying with peering. I thought you meant peer-to-peer streaming.
5: Do. No, 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 no. Now, that, that would that would be a distributed network, and that usually introduces huge, huge latencies, which are unmanageable. Oh,
1: yeah. Is, Have you ever heard of an like, application called Streamer P2P, which does exactly that? You get a few people chained yeah. together. By the time you get it all, by the time you take a look over your shoulder, you're looking at like a 20-minute delay in audio. Mm, right. So imagine you get thousands right, of right. people all peering off of one another. Uh, it uh,
5: And that's just sending packets in different through different paths, through different random paths. So the more uh, the more clients you have, uh, the, the more packets you have redundantly going to redundant places through yeah. multiple well, paths.
2: Then the overhead to bring it all back together to give you a consistent connection.
1: I guess my point Absolutely. is streaming audio is not as expensive as people think it is. Um, and uh, not as expensive as it was just 10 years ago. And... I don't really understand. I mean, Amazon provides all sorts of dynamic cloud services that can expand capacities and contract capacities as needed. I don't understand why some sort of technology of this nature can't be used by Sirius XM in order to provide their streaming customers with a decent listening experience.
2: Because Uh, they're in the satellite radio business, and they have deals with car manufacturers that go ahead and cover any of the worries they have about listenership. I don't think streaming is a big part of their world. I mean, they they provide it, but,
1: but they are in the streaming business business. I I can go to them right now and purchase a streaming only package and they're more than happy to sell it to me.
2: And And it's, it's expensive for what you get for it because they don't, they don't want to put the effort into it.
1: What is it like $9 a month?
2: It was like 14 or or $11 plus taxes, I think. Mm. Uh, But, but because my refund was like $9 on it. Uh, But, uh, I think the reason it's so expensive is the resources. Ten
5: bucks is ten bucks, right?
2: Exactly. Uh, But but I think all the resources they have to put into it just to keep it running, it sounds like, that's why it's so expensive. If they were good at it and they knew what they were doing, then by now just the scales would have come down to the level to where they could charge 3 or $4 per listener on it or maybe $5 and, and they'd be making a profit. But if they're charging $10 per listener and they're still having streaming issues, all of that's going into supporting the network. It's not going to profit.
1: So um...
5: I mean, I, I mean, I kind of dig where you guys are coming from. It's just from the technical side. If you're moving, uh, if you if, if you're moving audio over IP on the Wild West Internet, there's there's no way to ensure that everything is 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 going to work correctly. I mean, the the only network that exists right now that I would think would move audio very well would be Google's network, but it would have to be internal. It would have to be, once you leave Google's network, you're at the mercy of whatever crap right. equipment Telco has sitting in a closet. So I I guess what my message is, is that if you're going to stream, you're going to have stream failures, and you're going to have people complaining about it. And that's one of the things that irks me about Bell's statement, yeah uh, is because it it should be expected that th- that you're going to have people that can't stream or yeah. can't stream well i mean it's a very very latency dependent use of uh tcpip so it, it that you know that's i guess that's my point out we it. all and agree I, I we, think it's we good all point.
1: we all agree with that but the only the only point at which i sort of step away from your argument is where i go back to the live threads and I see consistently people who are listening all complaining in unison on a regular nightly basis about the same so, error so numbers.
2: Your frustration then is, is on their ability to maintain their infrastructure, less on is streaming a viable solution for what Art wants to do.
1: Right. I think, uh, well, I don't think SiriusXM was necessarily viable for what Art wants to do. because, uh, Unless he wants to be more heavily uh, guest-driven you can sit there with a guest and have nice interviews and just sort of limit the number of phone calls you take. And we all know art is such a great interviewer. Why wasn't that an option? If uh, he's just so concerned about the pool of callers that are going to be coming in as a result of uh, the uh, streaming problems, the purported streaming problems and the limited scope of uh, callers out there who are available to call the show. I just don't understand why it wasn't an option to change uh, sort of not necessarily change the format of the show, but to uh, change the approach so that it's not necessarily so dependent on callers and by the way there was only one open lines show that i'm aware of at least during art's uh time on sirius xm and as far as i recall it went just fine did it not was as far as i remember was there a problem i i don't recall that having been the case but
2: Well, well here's the other thing too uh Where's the information that that he's getting, coming from? Uh, I'm a big fan of Keith Rowland. Right before the whole art thing played up to where he came back, he unfriended me on Facebook, but that's fine because I barely even know the guy other than being a fan of Art Bell. But is he the person who's feeding Art the information of, you know, we can do this better because what are they going to do different than what uh, SiriusXM was doing is going to make it successful for them? Who's to say that whatever their infrastructure is at ArtBell.com which well, seems to handle the traffic well enough, and I think he does a good job of managing the website. But is he the person who's going to manage this new streaming system?
1: I think they could. They to- I think they could do a better job. I well, think you part might of the, be right. I think part of the problem with the way it's being streamed through Sirius, Sirius XM is, number one, it's uh, I believe they're using some clunky Flash setup in order for people to be able to listen through the web player. I believe that's Flash not saying that that's explicitly and directly the problem and if you just switch that out all problems go away but that's sort of misstep number one but also there's a lot of complexity there there's the buffer the five hour buffer that allows you to back off of live real-time audio and go back in time up to five hours and yeah. slowly catch up with what was real time uh there is uh there are a few other things I don't I, I don't know but There's a lot of complexity in what it is that SiriusXM is doing through their web player. And I think some of that may be responsible. It's just poorly written, possibly. I mean, those error numbers differed. Uh, It was not the same error number every night. We'd got error 1001, I think, was one of them. There was an error 3-something. There were were all these different error numbers, each of which obviously uh, are specifically relevant to a particular fault of some kind. I wonder and if they're was,
2: using HostGator as their back end.
1: Who knows? Hi, you're on <laughs> yeah. the air. Hello, you're on the air. Hi. caller. going once, going uh, twice. Hello, hello, hello. Hi, okay. I'm not going to. Please gonna. turn your radio down. Yeah, I don't. That number has called several times, and then I answer, and they don't speak. <laughs> I don't no,
2: know. really. Yeah. It's probably are. Uh, who knows? It, 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 he, he just, he, he's never called into a show before. So he doesn't know what to do.
1: Uh, Phone number a- uh, 573-837-4948, 573-837-4948. Hi, you're on the air.
4: My, my man, what's going on? Hi there. How are you? Good hey, to talk to you. Doing all right. It's uh, Austin, a.k.a. Nefarious Banana on the Bell Gap forums.
1: And an occasional uh, train wreck host. Soon to be yes, a uh, I,
4: Sirius XM. host. Yeah, no shit. What's up? Um, I. I emailed you I emailed you earlier asking do right. we rename re- do we rename the site to arfelstuff.com now or are we just going to wait until the <laughs> pieces fall into place <laughs>
1: Man I don't know I'm just letting the whole thing sort of live and breathe as some kind of an entity <laughs> It's just doing what it does and uh, I have no idea what's going to happen I don't know what I'm going to I don't know what the site's going to be about Maybe it'll go back to being Coast coastgab Maybe it'll go back to being George Norrie sucks. Maybe, I I mean, those are all as valid as anything else I can think of at the moment, but I can't really see, I mean, two years from now, can you imagine the forum being called Belgab? Because Art is not coming back. Art is not coming back. In two years, we will not have heard from him again. And uh, I I don't think he's going to do the online streaming thing. I had hopes of that, and the more... the more I thought about it and thought about it and thought about it, uh, he has a far better vehicle at his disposal for making people aware of the fact that he's broadcasting through SiriusXM than he ever would doing his own independent thing through ArtBell.com. If you could complement the ArtBell or if you could use the ArtBell.com streaming to complement what he's doing on Sirius, and use the Sirius thing to make people aware of the ArtBell.com streaming, then you've got a winner. But uh,
2: well, I've got a question,
1: yeah. not, not to
2: cut you off, but I, I, on the forum, I remember seeing somebody post that Jimmy Buffett already does the exact same thing that Art wanted to do, and if that's the case, and I don't know if that's true or not, but if so, then it invalidates everything that Art said.
1: What do you mean Can Jimmy it, Buffett does the same thing Art does? He streams that, off of his website? Yeah, that he streams on his website.
2: I wish I remember who said it now, but but it was mentioned that... Jimmy Buffett has his own channel and plays music. Oh, on, on Sirius XM? On Sirius XM. Yeah, right. He, he's got a channel I mentioned, on.
4: I mentioned something similar on the forums as no, to yeah. a solution that Art Bell could do, and it was kind of like the Jimmy Buffett suggestion, so yes.
1: Okay. Well, I just, uh, I mean, if Art goes it alone independently, just broadcasting explicitly through ArtBell.com with downloadable podcast-type episodes... That is not going to work. If he thought that there were problems with the caller base and with the listener base through SiriusXM, he's he's in for a big shock if he's going to try and do this explicitly through his website. It's going to be crickets. He's going to be hearing the same people calling every night. I mean, if he was annoyed that so many Bellgap users got through, he's going to be really annoyed when he starts doing this explicitly through his website. It's a tough row to hoe. I've been podcasting, and I'm not Art Bell, I know that, but I've been podcasting for years now, and I've never made one dollar off of it. I've never had a single advertiser approach me and say, hey, we'd like to advertise on your show. Not one. And frankly, I think we do some pretty good shows, but as far as the market is concerned, what we do here is shit. And it has no interest in what we do.
2: Well, look at Raleigh James, too.
1: Yeah, look at Raleigh James. I mean, if you're going fishing and you need a bucket of fucking crickets, pardon my language... Go visit Raleigh.net. I'm sure you'll find plenty over there. And she was a guest on our show, and she was asking, how's the streaming thing been going? And I told her, we've never made a dollar, (laughs) not one. But she decided to have a go at it, and good for her. I I wish her the best of luck, but it's really hard, even if you're a name, even if you're a known name, as Art Bell is and as Raleigh is to a limited degree. Um, Austin, I don't know. What do you think? Why do you think Art quit? I guess we should boil things down to that. We keep beating around that question, but really, why do you think he quit?
4: Well, first of all, the ultimatum to offer free streaming to the live section of the show, or I'm going to quit was a silly ultimatum to begin with. There's no way Sirius was going to give into that. They're a for-profit enterprise. They're not going to offer The only time I've ever seen them do that with any show unless you're counting Jimmy Buffett for the thing, was when they did the Opie and Anthony podcast, which is like a weekly kind of 90-minute best right. stuff, sort of. And it's old stuff. But, and it, and most, more, more often than not, it is old stuff. Only maybe like one out of every three podcasts is from like the previous week even. But the, I, I, I think the biggest reason is not the streaming issues. I think that's kind of a veil for the actual issue. The actual issue is Art is disappointed that the listener base he came back to is not as big as he would have hoped it would have been like it would have been on like terrestrial or what it would have been or what it could have been on Sirius Had he built that base even larger? There are some people that said I started listening to art because I heard a promo on another channel on Sirius, And they said, well, I better start tuning into art now because it sounds like a really cool show. And like you said, if he's going to, not only if he decides to do internet streaming only will he find that his base is even less. In this whole situation, yeah. he, he's kind of turned his back on the fans that were the ones so excited and promoted for in the first place. Look at Bell Gap right now. Half and half, there's people who are saying, please come back, please come back. And then you have another people who say, I don't even care if he comes back. He's dead to me. But you get that half there. So it's going to be really hard for him to come back if he does at all in any way or form, because he's just burned. He's just burned so many bridges with his own fans that I, I don't know how he's going to come back or yeah, what I his think, legacy is going to be afterwards. I, I think the difference this
2: time comes to the fact that he asked people to shell out money for him, and then he did what he always does, which again I, I'm I'm a late comer to the whole thing. Uh, anyway, I, I didn't start listening to towards the end of his his run with Coast. But it didn't, there was no buy-in, you know, financial buy-in to right. listen to him then. Now, you know, I, I, I did the trial. I did one month of paying for it. And realized pretty quickly that it wasn't really worth it for the one show. And I canceled it. I, you know, canceled it days before I would have canceled anyway because he was gone. But Sirius at least had me signed up for a little bit. I bought into the beginning of it, but then I was done.
1: Austin, did you see Art Bell's post on BellGab? I'm told he posted there, but I haven't seen it. I've just been too busy today. I
4: skimmed through the uh, post that he made. I was actually pretty surprised he actually decided to go on Bell Gab knowing how much vitriol he probably would return to. Right. But he um, it, 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 it didn't really bring anything new into the fold in terms of what he already had emailed the previous night, other than a few statements that confirm my worst fear was the and pee. I was one of the first people to say, I think Art might be in a and pee. Uh, con- uh, contract, which means, and I even predicted it's probably two years long, and turns out it is two years long. That was so, confirmed. That was confirmed. I think Art uh, himself said, "I am in a nookie for two years." God,
1: that is so stupid. You know, you're right. Uh, you're right that the difference this time around is that people actually financially bought in, unlike his previous returns on Terrestrial Radio. But the thing that's making it even worse is his seeming lack of understanding as to why people would be so upset about this. And he seems to be taking a very cold, unapologetic, fuck you approach Mm -hmm. to interacting with those who obviously are just filled with rage and anger and hatred and disappointment at this time, which a lot of that emotion is misplaced and uh, is really not very well thought out. And I think as time progresses... The people that are typing in all caps, fuck you Art Bell on bellgab.com are going to take a deep breath and they're going to... Eddie Dean
2: said he's posted four or five times today.
1: Oh, Art room,
2: Yeah. One other thing I I wanted to throw out there too while I was thinking of it. If you want to get a little bit into the mind of where Art was planning to go, listen to the uh, uh, Spooky Matter episode and listen to how many times he mentioned that his daughter was out uh, (laughs) trick-or-treating He said it at least two or three times. I wouldn't be surprised if his wife said, you know, you missed Halloween for your daughter.
1: Oh, surely not. You don't think so? No, not a, no. I mean.
2: Well, I, I found it interesting that he hardly ever brought up, in the short time he was there, he never brought up what he was missing by doing the show. That night, he mentioned what he was missing, and he ended the show with an ultimatum. Well, but the beginning of what became an ultimatum those two things I think play into this maybe a little bit more than we have thought about up to this point hmm. and that's not to blame his wife because you know obviously he does what he wants to do but I, I just can't see a of-
1: I just can't see a girl from the Philippines interrupting her husband or ragging him while he's working or because he works
2: yeah I'm just throwing out there that that's the first time I had heard him bring up what he was missing out on and he didn't there was no uh, tone of him being upset about it. But I found it interesting. He brought it up that night. Then he brought up the streaming part also. Right. right. And then look what happens.
1: Hi, you're on the air. Hi, uh, can you guys hear me? Hey, we hear you it's great. Thank you. Oh, hey, hey uh, this is
4: Dane from Pittsburgh. And uh, I was the guy that did the pizza roll joke. Are
1: I'm you, a, are, you are you the guy from Pittsburgh? Are you the guy from Pittsburgh?
4: Yeah, I did the uh, I did the pizza World joke. You, and, you made my wife uh, laugh
1: at that one. That was good. No, yeah, I- yeah. I was at I, what well, I really, what I really mean when I ask you if you're the guy from Pittsburgh is if you're Falky. If I'm what? Falky from Belgab. Do you know him?
4: No, I'm, okay. I'm not
1: him. Okay. You're um, not, you're not one of these people no. who like, uh, haven't had sex with your wife in six months because you've been reading Belgab. Then you actually have a life. <laughs> the fact that you don't know yeah. who he is tells me that. Okay. Continue. Yeah. Oh, well,
4: I just want to make two points. Um, uh, first of all, you know, I was very disappointed when I got the news. I actually woke up in the middle of the night for whatever reason and checked my iPhone, saw the email that Art Bell had quit, and I was totally taken aback. But as someone that actually called to a show and got into a show, one of the things I found really weird was not only was I able to get in and make the call with the pizza roll thing, Uh, I called a later time and I got through and placed on hold, but the connection died. And then I called a third time and got through. Now, for a major nationwide show, for one caller to get through three times. And and the first time I was really persistent, but the other times, I just, like, you know, dialed once or twice. It seems to me that he wasn't getting a ton of callers. Uh, (laughs) It seems the call volume was really low. You know,
1: people are saying Art should have known what was going to happen when he went to SiriusXM. He should have known he's going to have to rebuild a core audience from the ground up. But at the same time, when I hear that, you know, on the surface, my instinctive reaction is to agree with it. But then on the other hand, I remember Opie and Anthony talking about how SiriusXM won't even allow them to know how many listeners they have. So that being the case, I'm thinking that during the course of a conversation between Art and SiriusXM with regard to what he could expect as a host coming on board the platform, he probably was either given erroneous or no information with regard to the listener count he could expect to have, other than we have a pool of 27 million listeners from which you can uh, gather an audience. That was probably about the extent of any specific metrics he was given.
4: Yeah, I mean, you can do some math, right? So if you figure he's got, let say, a million viewers, and out of those million viewers, um, 1% call in, that would be what? Um, that would be, what, 10,000 people calling in? I think so. Uh, yeah, it would be. If, if there's no way. If 10,000 people were calling in each show, assuming a million viewers, assuming 1% were calling in, even half, that, half a percent, 5,000 people calling in, there's no way I would be able to get in three, right. Time. Yeah. Right. So if Right. I think he, his viewership was really
1: low. Because if you go back to the late 90s when he had something on the order of 15 million listeners per week, you divide that by however many days per week he was on the air at that point, which I guess would have been five or seven, depending upon which Art Bell era you're talking about. You divide that number right. by five. Uh, so you're talking approximately three million listeners per week. If 10% of those try to call in, I'm sorry, 1% of those, there's 30,000 people. Right, And I tell you what, every time someone called Art's new show and gave a Bellgab shout-out, I was really happy to hear that, but then at the same time, I would think to myself, oh boy, you know, Bellgab is big as far as Art Bell forums go. It's the only one that matters, actually. But in terms of just an just as an entity, just as a collection of people, it's not that big. Bell gab users should not be getting through to this show with that kind of frequency. And... So I did have certain feelings of trepidation uh, when I noticed how many people were giving Bell Gab shout-outs. There just can't be that right. many of us.
2: Well, you know, the, the first night when he came back, I tried to call in. I, I spent the whole time from the moment he said he would take callers until the end of it, uh, and I finally got a, a ringing uh, number, <laughs> and it finally rang all the way through the 29 rings or whatever, and so I never got on the air. But, you know, I, I was planning from the, the first night to do my Bell Gap uh, shout out and uh, I, I figured I'd be one of maybe two people out of all the other people who'd call in right. but it really had a, a majority feel of it. it was almost the Art Bell and Bell Gab uh, show
1: <laughs> Dan TSX
2: keeps telling people I'm Jimmy Chunga fuck <laughs> <Yeah>. you <laughs> You know that was the moment where I knew that I was canceling my subscription is when I heard that the Jimmy was, Chunga
1: man I don't here's something I've never understood and Art has done this before When he has the GIS people on, they'll start playing old clips that we heard 10 years ago and just sort of slipping them in like they happened on a recent investigation or something. And then Art will respond to them as though he's never heard them before. And he, he did the same thing on this most recent show with the GIS. But the thing that really bothered me was the lack of transparency with regard to why Barbara wasn't there. If I were the host... I would not yeah. have allowed that. I felt like people were a little disappointed that Art didn't address that or forced them to address that with a little more transparency and a little more thoroughly. Why is Barbara not here? What the hell's going on? Uh, explain it to us. I mean, this person, it's sort of like uh, when you're watching a newscast and there's been someone on that newscast anchoring the news for years and then he quits in a huff and they just continue the newscast without acknowledging the fact that he's even gone or that he left or that there was anything that happened behind the scenes. They just move on. I've always hated that about broadcasting in general. It's just sort of a – there are these axiomatic things that broadcasters all believe, and I don't know why they believe them, but they do. And one of the things that broadcasters believe is that if you make a mistake on the radio – like if I'm sitting here right now and cunt and I just say the word and I move on and I I, I shouldn't – acknowledge the fact that i made that mistake i sh- or any mistake just move on the listener one wanna- that's not normal human behavior you need to behave like a normal human being when you're broadcasting people find it far more easy to relate to and they're far more willing to give a shit about what it is you're doing if you just act like a normal human being and just yeah, that's why i could accidentally blurting the word cunt out at a wedding party is not normal behavior so right. when you do it you stop a second you pause and you acknowledge your faux pas And you maybe have a chuckle about it, and then everyone moves on and is happy. And I kind of felt like uh, on the GIS show, that sort of broadcasting philosophy of don't acknowledge things that aren't normal or aren't right or might be considered mistakes, just move on. I kind of felt like that philosophy was sort of employed where the GIS people are. We all know there's a big fat elephant in the room. Obviously, something happened with Barbara. She's been on this show for years, well over a decade now. I've got GIS shows with Barbara going all the way back to '98 or '97. All these years, all these appearances. You go to the Coast to Coast AM website and look at the number of appearances for Barbara Macbeth. She's one of the most heavily, uh, heavily used guests in the rotation with what, what? the number, with the sheer number of appearances divided by years on the show. And for them to have the quote unquote GIS with Jimmy Chunga, yeah, on and not thoroughly. Acknowledge what it was that happened with Barbara. I think is just shit, and I was a little disappointed with Art for not forcing that acknowledgement, other than well, to say, "Well, we wish Barbara were here."
2: I couldn't believe that they went back and inserted Chunga into the history as if he was trained by oh. her. You know that that was just driving me crazy. Not that I, I, I don't know. I, I I was never so married to the GIS guys anyway. It was they're interesting, but they, they weren't my <clears> my favorite guest. I don't even know who I would say my my favorite is. Uh, probably the SETI guy, but uh, it just, it, it amazed me that he let him go back and rewrite history, but he did get annoyed with him on the whole spirit box thing. He brought that up again uh, several days ago on a on an episode because he, he mentioned products and said something. I mean, it was a very veiled reference to it, but you could tell he did.
1: By the way, the the sh- the server for this show is completely maxed out. <clears throat> so I'd like to ask, there is, There are at least one or two people listening right now who are listening on more than one device on the same IP address. So if you could just kindly choose a device and eliminate the other so that other people can tune into the stream, that would be great because we're really limited on capacity here. When I purchased this streaming package, I never imagined we'd have this many people listening to the show live. We normally don't. It's normally around 20, and so a 50-listener cap is appropriate, but tonight it's just not really working out. Some people in the chat room are talking about setting up a relay stream, that would be great. Uh, We've got about another hour to go in the show, so I'm sure there'll be plenty of people who would definitely benefit from that relayed stream if you're able to set that up really quickly. And then you can just post the link in the uh, chat room. And uh, if there's anyone who is planning on calling, a really great call, I think, would be for someone to call in and sort of go over what it is that Art Bell said in the forum. Because I've not seen any of those posts uh, we got sort of a, uh, you know, we got sort of a skeletal explanation of what Art said. I think that was from Nefarious Banana. But uh, we haven't really heard specifically what he said. And, and the forum yeah, is just... Yes, Jasmunda
2: was saying some stuff too. I would like Jasmunda because he was a very active member of what was happening on Dark Matter. And he was one of the more exciting callers. Call us, Jazz. Uh, We we, we need to hear from you, too.
1: Phone number's 573-837-4948. It's 573-837-4948. If you dial that number from within Skype, it'll call us as just like a normal PC-to-PC call, and you'll sound great. Be back in a minute.
0: This is the spec sheet. Is the Spec Sheet with Curtis Thornton, the Internet's premier technology podcast. On this broadcast, we're accepting tech support calls only from middle aged black females named Lois. Call the show now at 573 837 4948. That's 573 837 4948. And now, here's the Spec Sheet. sky. Up to the sky. Okay. That number again
1: is 573-837-4948. It's 573-837-4948 if you'd like to be on the show with us tonight. And unlike our usual uh, style and approach to taking calls, we're only going to do one phone call at a time tonight so that we can just kind of keep things simple for the listener, keep things sounding a little more clean and uh, easy to digest by the ear. Uh, Curtis, you're there, right? Yes, I am. (laughs) Okay. I think we have a caller. Hi, you're on the air.
6: Well, hello there, gentlemen.
1: That was a nice throat clear. Who's this?
6: This is Shine. Who? Yeah. Shine.
1: Shine. The so yes. uh, the, you know, you uh, can
6: actually call me. You can call me Robin.
1: You know, the name of the song that I just played is Shine. That's interesting. <laughs> <laughs>
6: well, you know, actually, my um, handle when I was signing up on Bell Gap, I was having a trouble with my keypad. And so it's actually a typo. I was trying to type in something else, and then I finally got fed up, and I didn't even know what the hell it meant, but I was getting tired of trying to be creative, you know? Well, you
1: know, I was thrown off initially when you pronounced your name Shine because I don't know what I was (laughs) mentally pronouncing that as when I would read it on the forum, but it wasn't Shine.
6: (laughs) I don't even even know myself. Like I said, it was a typo, and I just hit logged in and, you know, well, I'm, I'm
1: I'm thankful you've called. You've quickly become a uh, community favorite as far as posters on the forum go, it seems. I hardly see yeah. a bad word about you, so kudos to you on that.
6: Well, um, yeah, I mean, I've only been on the on Bell Gap actually since the beginning of September, and like everyone else, it was uh, because of Arts Return, and you start Googling. Well, actually, I found you bef- before Arts Return, um, I was just, absolutely serious with George and what had happened to the show. And I couldn't handle it anymore. And I think I actually Google searched George Norrie sucks. Um, and then up it came and then I found <clears throat> all these threads. So I'm like, okay, well obviously it's not just me. And then I was kind of a lurker a little bit. And then with arts return, then I finally just dove in and, um,
1: well, typing George you know, Norrie sucks into Google is a, uh... I'd say probably <laughs> how 60 or 70% of the people on the forum right now found the place. Yes. Uh, it's really right, interesting. Yeah. So anyway, yeah, what's up?
6: So, um, yeah, you know, I um, I just, you, you know, like many people, I mean, everybody's got mixed reactions to the news of, of you know, heart right. leaving. And uh, it's been really hard to follow with the threads because even today, after working, I popped in Ugh. and... The whole board was just constantly—it's insane. Going. You know what?
1: You know what? Last night I was lying in bed, having trouble sleeping at about two in the morning, and I got into page forty something, and then I thought, yes, I made progress. And then I—I I, I woke up this morning. I came to work all day, and then around five o'clock or so, I decided I'd go take another peek in the th- at the thread. Eighty pages. Oh yeah, <laughs> I just well, gave up. You know, there's, I, you know you randomly like jump and
6: you catch certain reactions and okay well there's the people that are like fuck you fuck you and then I'm like right. okay, i don't really want to see them and then you know and uh oh oh i feel bad you know everybody everybody's got their own i mean i think uh unanimously we can all agree <laughs> that. i mean for myself it was nice to get back in the late night listening to art yes vibe you know I it is there's a certain a glass of there's, wine a, there's, and there's a certain
1: there's a certain, yeah. There's a certain feeling to all of that. There's like an, there's like an aesthetic, sort of ethereal environmental thing when you're doing that. You can't really explain it.
2: Yeah. Well, when, when he first yeah, came I back, think, you know, you're, you're posting on the forum live with everybody listening. That is a great feeling. It really enhances the whole experience.
6: Yeah, and even if you're not participating that much to say, it's um. I mean, I was telling someone what I do like about the forum is. You know, you're getting a very uh, eclectic mix of people. It's almost like this giant orchestra. And you have, I think I called SR 71 the little odd piccolo, but the one in Hannibal where it was off and people wanted to eat him because it was, you know, you get the strange little birds and then you get your Sardoni. Is that his name? Yeah. It's a, yeah. You know, you get to this range of, I mean, personally, I kind of like to discuss some of the topics and guests and maybe puppy pictures and the art forum, which uh, Coaster and myself widespread and others have kind of shared their artwork and you kind of pop around, but there's a really, it's become a nice broad range where, you know, if you don't want to get into the heavy duty political communication, you can just, Throw some nonsense in right. a random thread. Talk about I don't know salami or something just odd, <laughs> you know. Like I don't have much time to be here. I don't want it to be a serious conversation. I'm just saying hi. That's
1: Salami's so a totally. Reasonable I really conversation. enjoyed
6: that. But now that art is gone, it's just like everyone's like, "Well, what are we gonna do? Where are we? Gonna what are your go? thoughts
1: on that? I mean, like, what? How do you? What are your thoughts toward art? Like, I if don't... he were in front of you right now, what would you say to him?
6: God. Um I'm really not interested in his I'm not gonna get I, I oh jeez, I don't know how to say this. There's a part of me that's like, I don't wanna hear your dramatic issues and all that. You know, I mean I mean everybody in business, any form of business deals with, you know, shit, negotiations and so forth. And you know, however you're weaving through it and however you're going to do it, I, you don't need to explain all that to me. All I want to know is, oh, I feel like, you know what, dude, I was looking forward to Monday night. I had a whole night planned. I was sitting back listening to some great guests. I was looking forward to a couple guests coming next month. And it, you know, I'm getting too much. Sound bites of speculation. The speculation from others is their industry, and with me gauging what he's trying to say too. So I don't know. I, I yeah. I'm. You're I'm just disappointed, kind of
1: like, and that's really all it boils down to. It's like, just what the hell a am I goddamn disappointment.
6: To now? What am I really going to listen to now?
1: What you need to do yeah. is gather up all of the archives of the spec sheet, and just spend your evenings sipping wine, painting, and listening to us. <laughs> If you've ever wanted a right, reason well, to shoot yourself, I'm setting you up for it.
6: Well, oh, yeah, yeah, and I'm I'm really glad that you guys are doing this, especially with the Gabcast. Um
1: What do you think about and, the Gabcast? Uh, the reviews have been mixed.
6: You guys remind me of the four actors. Um I can't remember who all four actors do you remember the film Diner? No. I think Mickey Rourke was in it. You just remind me of four guys hanging out in the diner, like in some I don't know, um, like, Quentin Tarantino film, you know, maybe not that strange, but like, yeah, and then she was like, and I'm like, no, man, she didn't have teeth, you like, know, yeah, anyhow, so what do you think about, you know, you guys are just very, it's it's like hanging out in a diner with four guys. Like a virgin, this girl's like been it. banged
1: so hard, she's feeling pain, <laughs>
6: it hurts I feel hurts like I'm her. back in my... I feel like I'm back in Cleveland hanging out with a bunch of people after stock (laughs) car races, you know, just kind of shooting the shit, but then throwing some metaphysical technology, wizardry, wizardry, gadget stuff, you know, (laughs) wizardry. Um,
1: well, I don't really trust your opinion of the Gabcast because I think you're just too nice. And I think that any opinion you would offer would probably be just designed to placate me.
6: No, I'm not that nice.
1: (laughs) Really? Okay. Well, I've been deceived.
6: Well, I mean, no. I mean, like I said, I'm not listening as often as maybe many others are. So well, I we've only done one like,
1: episode. So if you've listened once, you've heard 100 percent of well, our shows.
6: It was nice to hear everybody's voices after seeing their avatars and their, you know, their their posts. <laughs> you and know, that's,
1: callers. That's one thing. The avatar you know, really does affect your perception of what you expect someone to be when you hear well, them or you encounter you, them I'm in some way.
6: I if people have an avatar that's just really annoying or gross or whatever, I just ignore everything they say. I'm like, you know, and that's me being an artist, you know, being visual, um, you know. And of course, yeah, that really is—it's making a uh, kind of a visual statement of your perception. Um, but of course, then you have to look at their typing too. You know that that has an impact.
1: Well, um, I will say this. I'm very thankful you called. And before we dump you on some unceremoniously, is there anything else? Would you like to plug anything? I know you do a lot of artistic things, some of which are for pay. Is there anything you want to plug? A lot of people uh, are going yeah. to hear this. No, well,
6: no. I mean, I have a Facebook art page, and I've posted that. If you go over to the art thread under general discussion where all the people have posted their artwork, I've posted the link there. And I also have been writing articles for Sarah, so for today, in fact, I just interviewed Lloyd Auerbach, who is on art her psychology. So that's kind of a part-time thing, the writing, but not necessarily. And next time I call in, I'll share my personal experience in meeting Tommy.
1: Oh, you know what? Why do we have to wait for that? Let's hear it now, because that's one of the things all you right. said you were going to talk I, about.
6: Well, I didn't want to type it out in the thread because, I, you know, there's all these
1: just try people and, that you don't just, know who they just, are. Just try, try and give us the expedited version, though, because people are blowing the phone um, up here.
6: Okay, well, in 2004, as some of you know, I worked at Star Trek, the experience in Vegas, and I was involved in, and back in 2004, when I was listening to Coast, so I called in a couple times, and I'd spoken to Tommy, and he was thought that was very cool, and I said, you know what, if you like, I mean, I thought they'd generally be interested, because of the museum and the artifacts, um, we can comp you, as a producer and a friend, to come in, meet the actors, talk to them about training, you know, like, really seriously you know, this is a worthwhile thing for any track enthusiast. And, you know, he was just kind of like, yeah, great. And then he found me on MySpace, and it was just all these girls with these weird selfie pictures. And it was just like, uh, and then, you know, he showed up and he was just kind of like a lumbering kind of piggy. Just, he was trying to hit on the Andorian and get a date with this girl and that alien. I'm like, mm-hmm. Um, he wasn't, you know, I thought it would be a great connection for coast and him, you know, they, they'd have access to many people for, I don't know, a show or whatever, you know, he wasn't interested in track. He was just interested in banging and and then and that's
1: it. Eh, That's wrong with that. But yeah, everybody wants it.
6: Yeah. So (laughs) that was it.
1: Um, did he, how did he smell? Do you recall if I, 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 (laughs) I, I always said that, uh, I suspect. George wears Brute Fabergé.
6: <laughs> oh no, this wasn't George. George wasn't there. It was Tommy. Well,
1: I know, but I'm just saying, birds of a fle- feather, you know.
6: Yeah, so you, you know, the hair of, is a little greasy and just kind of, you know, sloppy looking and greasy. <laughs>
1: when I want some, porn, and
6: so I didn't. I use
1: brute Fabergé <laughs> with my pizza rolls. Okay, Shine. Well, I All have. Right, to, you guys I, I'm thankful you called. Um, you're loved on the forum, and and you're a new member, and you seem to be well accepted and loved by everybody. Which means you'll be gone in three months. Thank you. And we're going to change the name <laughs> to uh, Shine Gab. <laughs> All right,
6: guys.
1: Okay. Thank you for calling. It's been lovely. Uh, and so now the line is open for whoever, whomever else would like to be on the show. Uh, well, the we're still number. holding
2: out for Jasmunda and uh, Paul.
1: Uh the phone number is five seven three eight three seven forty nine forty eight five seven three eight three seven forty nine forty eight. B dub sends me a private message asking if we're gab casting. No we're not. You would be here uh if we were in <laughs> yeah. fact gab casting. This is the spec sheet. Hi, you're on the air. Hi, this is uh Nathan. Nathan, hi. You. How you doing? Hi, uh pretty good. How are you? Uh fine. Thanks for calling us.
7: Hey,
4: uh, I was wondering, like, uh, what do you think about Art? Like, just uh, just not even giving enough time to serious, Just uh, straight to quitting. I mean, six weeks, just, uh, I
2: don't know. You I know, he was- I, I think you know. You farther. make a good point.
1: Go ahead, Kurt. I, I'm sorry. Uh, I'll continue after you. Go ahead. Sorry. Uh, I, I think he knew
2: well in advance. I, I, he, he let it go all the way up to the Halloween show. And like I mentioned, I, I think there was something to the comments he made about missing out on Halloween. Uh, maybe I'm reading more into it, but I don't think so. Uh, he knew well in advance, though, what was
1: happening. You know, you, you, you mentioned the six weeks right at the beginning of your phone call, and that really is a good point. We can boil a lot of things down to that, whether there really was a streaming issue that was prolific enough to warrant ending the show or whatever other little bits of specificity we want to put in the sifter. But, Really, it does boil down in in large part to we're talking about a six-week period of time. I mean, that's not really enough time for anything to grow organically or for the the, uh, kinks to be worked out technologically or otherwise. Uh, It's just any sort of venture of this nature, six weeks is just just not going to cut it. And and so, yes, uh, your call is very prescient. Yeah,
4: uh, the only other thing I wanted to mention was, uh, I don't know if you remember, but last year after uh, Coast to Coast did their Halloween show, he got on Facebook and posted something about uh, like how he didn't want to be associated with Coast to Coast anymore, and that show was an embarrassment. I mean, I don't know what it is
7: with him and Halloween, but it seems like it makes him blow up. It's kind of weird.
2: Yeah, I agree. Good
1: point. <laughs> this whole thing is depressing, and you know, I, I saw the post where... Uh, where Art essentially said that he saw the uh, post on Belgab that said that this was the weakest, uh, well, uh, you know, coast, uh, ghost to ghost, uh, of course, in this case, called Spooky Matter, but that the, the show really was weak, and that for him was the last straw. That makes me kind of sick. I mean, I'm sitting here. Here's this thing that I installed on a web server five and a half years ago. And the entire premise behind it being George Nori sucks. Let's make ourselves, uh, let's make ourselves uh, loud and and let's make ourselves heard in explaining and articulating why it is that George sucks and why we want Art Bell back. And this same entity that I just happened to install on the server five and a half years ago, which just happened to attract a rather wide swath of people. Is in some part, in some way, either directly or indirectly, being blamed uh, for the fact that Art has quit his show. I think that really sucks. <laughs> yeah, know? I mean, yeah. I, I just uh, the irony. I, I'm I'm kind of disgusted that that was even mentioned. I mean, what kind of professional are you that a post on a forum is any straw? At any point in the decision-making process, what kind of a straw yeah. could that ever possibly we, be? We, we,
2: well, think Which, of the... Sorry. Go ahead. Uh, and so th- think about the the power that Forum ended up having over his show. member of the Forum names his ghost show, and like our, our last caller just said, he, he really does have this uh, fixation on Halloween. Uh, and so, you know, we helped name his show uh, and constantly have the, the call-outs, all of that. You know, how, how wild is it that... that this is the place that uh, that everything seems to be going down, at least on the moment, at least the the battleground between uh, h- how wise and where is of him ending his show.
1: For those who want to see what Art Bell posted on Bell Gab, all you have to do is look up his user account in the member list and then click on show posts, and you can see all the posts he's ever submitted to the forum. And I don't like to sit here and read, but I'll read at least the first post he submitted today at 3.10 p.m., Uh, Skipping past the cruft, he says, It is as I have said, I had hundreds of emails from people who tried the 30 day free trial and were getting dropped left and right. Sirius was aware of the problem. Many of you know because you tried to help with the error reporting. I'm sure some dropped because they did not like my show or just did not have the money, but by far most dropped because of the drops. This was a problem that we talked to them virtually every day about and learned that it would be a long term fix. As I mentioned in my emails yesterday, the net effect was that my base was gone. Those of you who listened to the show must have noticed. I sure did. So I asked Sirius for a year of free streaming or until they could fix the problem. They did offer a second free 30-day trial. But what point is there in that if people would have the same user experience? Anything beyond that they were unwilling to do. It just did not make any sense to me that the pirates were posting programs the next day and live streams were popping up all over the place uh, that did not even carry our commercials without anybody doing anything about it. Just crazy. Why not stream until the problem was fixed with our commercials? It was a widespread... I agree there. It was a widespread problem, including here on Belgab, right? My thinking was, and still is, that it would have drawn many more into the program, eventually becoming full subs. I am still open to patching this up, but not without some tip of the hat to those that left because of the streaming problem. We even offered to pay for the streaming ourselves until it could be fixed. Anyway, I am here, so feel free to cut me up, and you can be sure I am absorbing your anger, Art. So that was his first post today. and
2: uh, Just really quickly, what I take away from that first is he said we early in it, saying that we kept talking too uh, serious about it.
1: Maybe he, just, was, maybe he meant the royal we, the
2: editorial. Yeah, I, well, I just that, that stuck out to me. Because why didn't he say I? I am talking to them and I am dealing with it on a regular basis. Not to call out any of the people behind the scenes. I mean, I'm not trying to be rude to them, but you would think he would have been, you know, that, that would have been an I, not a we. Because uh, it kind of, it, it, it puts him a, a little okay. bit of a buffer.
1: Coaster says that Art said angry like you guy like you always are. I think he in in reference to the forum. Did he really say that on the forum?
2: If he did, I I I don't know. I haven't seen it. But but if he did, I I I think he likes that. I I don't think he likes to be criticized. But I think he likes the fact that his group is willing to criticize.
1: Could someone clarify? Let me just do a page search. I've got all of his posts here. Angry like. Well, he didn't say that verbatim because I'm not getting that on any of his posts here uh, on, a, on a page search. But uh, if I just do the word angry, I've got uh, people are angry, and I understand that. He says that. I know many of you are angry in your usual style, which I expected, but there's nothing new I can say that will make any of you feel any better. I think that's the <laughs> sentence to which Coaster refers. Um what is this? Is not our usual style. This is a this is a nuclear bomb <laughs> event in terms of its proportion. Uh, people have never. I mean, even even the anger that's been vented toward Nori over the course of the existence of this form, I've never seen. I've I, never I was seen about as to much.
2: Go. I was about to go that direction because I found myself in the weird position of defending Nori, even though I didn't want to. Uh, when we talked about having him on the show, which, of course, never happened and probably won't now. But I, I made the comment on the George Nori sucks thread that Art shows up here and everybody freaks out wanting to give him everything, and no one ever calls him out for anything. It's pretty amazing how I have to eat those words now because Art found a way to make everybody go after him, uh, which I don't think everyone's going after. I think it's a stage of mourning everyone's going through because you, you we all helped pay for... Uh, a way to listen to him we were excited about his return it was a great feeling even if it wasn't as great as it had been in the past you could tell it was kind of there art still had it it was just his guests didn't have it anymore
5: hi you're on the air this is george nori here
1: hey george yeah
8: how how are you
1: we're wonderful (laughs) thank
2: you yeah
8: wonderful yes i will come on your show let's plan it and uh let's do it
1: this really is george I can tell. Absolutely, sure
8: yeah,
1: is. I just realized uh, at first this, I was this is, how, this, is, this is how you know it's me. How are you? <laughs> there you go. George, oh, I'm nice. kind of curious. Someone asked you your opinion on the matter, and I'm told you said no comment. Is that because you I, can't comment, or you choose not to?
8: I choose not to. Uh, it, it's it's something that I just don't want to get involved in. I'm obviously disappointed, I think, uh, or jumped the gun a little bit too much, too quickly. Uh, but I just don't want to get involved in it.
1: So let me ask you this. Do you think that Art's presence on dark matter or, or past presence affected Coast in any way? Uh, I not mean, at all. Not at all?
8: Really? Not at all. Not at all. As a matter of fact, I welcomed him coming back. I offered that he come on our show and talk about his program. Um, he didn't want to do that. We conversed on a couple emails toward the end. Um, and it just didn't end in a good way.
1: Why, I'm curious, when, when Dark Matter was announced, you stopped mentioning Art's name at the end of the show on Coast. Why was that?
8: I had an email from him that said, please stop mentioning me. Uh, I was put oh, in a, really? and I still do, and I, and I got another one from him. I was put in a very awkward situation where do you listen to somebody's request and do it, or... Mm. Do you keep doing what you're doing? Well, I stopped, and I got inundated with emails from people who thought I was being disrespectful. And so I said, you know what? Maybe I am. So I went back, and I did it. To this day, I've got an email that he sent me about a week or two weeks ago where he asked me to stop, and I haven't stopped that yet.
1: You know, I can see the position you would have been put in in the course of that request being made. And I can verify that what you say is true because I did see a message from Art or a post from Art, somewhere, something from him, uh, in which he said he asked you to stop thanking him. And I assume that what he was referring to was the end of the show.
8: Yeah, I I do too.
1: Why why is that his attitude? Why does he want you to stop thanking him? Why does he want somewhere in time pulled? I would think that particularly... When doing a new show on a new platform that obviously is going to have to be built from the ground up, he'd want all the want all the promotion he could get. That seems like yeah, an amazing promotional that. vehicle. Why? And, and I and I offered it
8: to him. I was prepared to work with him on stuff like. And also, let me address a couple things about those poaching of guests. Just for the record, my producers tell me that those two guests that were involved, the Ghost Girls and Tobias McGriff were scheduled before Dark Matter had them scheduled. So when we saw Tobias McGriff pop up on Art's website, I made the decision competitively, hey, let's move the guy up. He, we had him scheduled, you know, two weeks before. He's going to be on in a day or two. Let's move him up. So we did that. The Ghost Girls, same thing. And then when we saw them scheduled, I had no room to move them up. We canceled them. At no point, because I listened to my producer Tom, at no point did he tell them you can't go on dark matter. He simply said, "We can't use you if you're going to be on that soon." I've told Richard Hoagland, I have no problems with him being on Art Show. As Richard asked me if it was okay, I said, "Richard, that's your decision." But I'm not going to put you on on a Tuesday if you're on Art Show on Monday. I'm going to put some time in between. And you know, and and that's just logical because the audience, those though ours is bigger obviously, because we're on pre terrestrial radio, you know, there's a lot of people who listen to both shows and you know, why have Richard on Monday and have him on Tuesday on our show?
1: You know, I'm kind of curious, um how you've you've obviously got a really thick skin. Um
8: I have to I have to watching my George's sucks thread.
1: Well that's the question I have for you. Here you are. If I see someone on the internet say something bad about me, and and I'm a nobody. I'm not famous. I'm not being broadcast on over 500 terrestrial radio stations every night. I'm a nobody. But if someone says something bad about me on the internet, it kind of grates on me for a while. I mean, (laughs) for maybe a few hours or possibly through the end of the day. And here you are uh, with an entire website, the premise of which started out being George Norrie Sucks. Um. how do you deal with that? How does that affect you? And what is your thought process as you personally go to post in the George Norris Sucks thread?
8: As I did today, by the way. I, I was on a couple times today. It, it, look, it, it doesn't bother me. What does bother me is when I get very rude emails from a few of you. And I've got to tell you, Curtis and Mike, I've gotten – um, personal messages. That's why I log in. By the way, people think he's spying on us. I log in to get my personal messages. So,
1: by the and, way, wait, but by the way, we can now verify. We still, still, we have people who think that it's not really you posting on the forum. It's and me. I've, I've given up. <laughs> it's me. I've given up trying to convince anybody of anything. It's a lost cause, no, and I'm never going to win. It
8: it, it, it is me. I sent you one today about wanting to do uh, uh, some kind of chat uh, on one night. So people can just ask me questions. Well, the reason,
1: the reason you've not received a response is because my inbox has about 30 messages in it right now waiting to be answered. And I just, (laughs) I can't emotionally bring myself to open it.
8: (laughs) But, but anyways, to answer your question, you know, it doesn't bother me. People are having fun. Um, there are a few mean spirited people on that website, uh, but not a lot. Um, but the only thing that really grates me is if somebody gets very rude, sends emails about my mother or something, that's then awful. I go after them. Then I go after them. And, yeah, you do know, you think it's fair. And, you know, and, or, you know, if, if I will, I will treat people the way they treat me, pure and simple. You know, if, if I'm in a bar and somebody comes up and slaps me, I'm going to hit them back. I'm not going to sit there <laughs> and take it. And 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 that's what I do here.
1: You know, I don't really think I I would have been able to do the job you do. Forget what anyone's opinion of you is or your approach to hosting Coast to Coast AM. I don't think there's any way I would ever have had the balls to step in and start hosting a radio show that's so notoriously linked with one man. And then the onslaught that occurs after you go and start hosting the show, some of which I'm responsible for personally, I'll take the blame for that. Uh, and and I will also say that some of the criticism that's been leveled against you is a little bit unfounded. I mean, when you do hear the explanations, we didn't necessarily poach guests as was being suggested. Uh, we didn't deliberately stop mentioning Art's name because we didn't want to promote his radio show. I mean, these are all things that there are two sides to the story on. And sometimes criticism that's leveled against you is perhaps unfounded.
8: Well, <laughs> maybe maybe so, but there's there's also criticism that is founded. You know, I, I tend to have a habit, if I get a bad guest on the air, I tend to drift. Maybe I should be listening to them a little bit more or dumping them a little quicker, as art does, uh, instead of riding it out with them. Um, so, I mean, there's there's room for me to grow. There's room for me to get even better than I am. I think what a lot of people just don't understand is... You just don't walk into a network job and replace Art Bell and expect to be him uh, and not have some smittance of talent to get to where you got. And and a lot of people, and and as heartwarming as they might want to be, they don't understand that, uh, you know, I've been doing this now for 10 years. I just got renewed for a long, long time. Could you, please ex- could
1: you explain that? I keep hearing about this lifetime contract or something to well, that effect. I, 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 we we have jointly asked not
8: to reveal how long it is, so I simply say when a man or a woman goes on Mars... That'll be close to the time that contract ends.
1: Let me ask so you: I, are, are you st- is is the contract long enough that you are statistically likely to be dead when that time comes, and that's why it's being called a lifetime contract? Is that what that means? Well, and with my back?
8: lifestyle, you never know, guys. Oh you boy, never know. he's a nighttime but, uh, man, ladies. If I take cure myself with turmeric, I'll live that long.
1: <laughs> are you ta- are, are you taking Carnivora? <laughs> that's uh, the biggest uh, I question. I have
8: taken Carnivora. I don't take it every day, but I have taken it mm. absolutely.
1: And you're taking turmeric. I'm taking turmeric every day.
8: What does it do for I, you? I'm a, Should I'm I be a on this? believer in it. It's an anti—I believe—and it's an anti-cancer property. And you know there is cancer in my family, so I—I I take it. I take it every day. By the way, those. But are... What I'd like to do, and I don't have a lot of time. any time we can set up something, if you want to go longer than this. I, I'd love to do it.
1: Um, we would be happy to do it. I would right. like. I, I would like it to be primarily caller-driven, if that's okay with you. I would love people Absolutely. to be able to call in and speak I, to you.
8: There is nothing I will hide from you, folks.
1: And the, uh, the 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 last question I have for you before you have to go, um, what? I guess it boils down to this: What is Art Bell's deal? Does he he seems to dislike you personally, not just on a professional level? He literally does seem to dislike you personally. Why?
8: I think at one point you're cutting out a little bit, so I hope Sorry. you're hearing me. Um, at one point, we got along well. We did not communicate a lot. I think what has pushed Art over the edge is probably the David Oates
7: interview. That but but I did. But,
1: but even way before that, I just have always had this impression that Art has some sort of a uh, personal grudge against you, well, and I don't know what it is. It is I think it competitive.
8: Michael, I I don't know what it is. You know, um, there are some things I can't get into in terms of the network or the show, but uh, I, I will say this categorically. I have done nothing but think of Art Bell as the creator of this program. Um, as as somebody that uh, gave me a, an incredible opportunity that I will always be thankful for. You know, when he was having issues getting his wife Erin, which he seems to forget, but I think he'll remember when he hears this, he was having issues with uh, getting his wife uh, the papers to stay in our country. Um, I I had a friend of mine who's an immigration attorney from St. Louis, who, who contacted Art, who was ready to help him, gratis. Art didn't need the service, um, but, but we did everything we could to help him on that. And I think he's forgotten that. I don't know, outside of the David Oates thing that I just popped up and did, um, why he's so upset. But I am not, there's nothing I can do about it. I love the guy. I think he's a great talent. I think he jumped the gun a little too soon on, on this thing with XM Sirius. And, I don't um... think it's
1: nec- I don't think it's necessarily unexpected that he wouldn't like you though because I get the impression that just generally in the course of life he's a hard guy to be friends with I think he's a very complicated man and I think it's it's very easy with him to perceive yourself not being liked by him maybe if you're not even disliked by him you just get that perception from him. Uh, Maybe. He, I mean, if we were in a bar a together,
8: store. I'd open the door for the guy. I mean, that's the kind of respect I have for him. He's done, He he did a great job. He's been doing a great job. Um, I, w- I will never say anything less than that about him. And that's just the way it is.
1: Well, I wonder how many people are going to uh, flame me after this call for not calling you a uh, rabid C-word. <laughs> uh, but uh, or, or,
7: or me, but that's yeah. the way it
8: is.
1: Okay, George. Well, we'll I'm, okay, sure, I'm sure we'll get together well, sometime in the future.
8: We'll do it. Whatever
1: you need it. Okay. Yeah, thank, thank you very sir. much. Have well, a good night. Bye-bye. Well, okay. That's George Nori. How about that?
2: Yeah. There you go. That, you, that was kind of fun to sit back and just let go.
1: If you want to be on the show, the number's is 573-837-4948, 573-837-4948. And please, if you're going to call up, it'd be nice if you didn't say,
9: why didn't you call him a
7: cunt? Yeah. You could
1: just calm yourself slightly. That was a little unexpected. So yeah, if you want to be on, and I think he tried multiple times to get through. It took him a while because this is such a widely listened to radio show. Yeah, our audience being as vast as it is. Um, yeah, well
2: you know this this is just a regular night in the spec sheet.
1: Okay, now we I, I'm so I've got to uh, I've got to take Jasmine to call. He's tried to get through here a thousand yes. times. What's up? Hello.
3: Hi. Is it me? Am I on? Yeah,
1: it's you. <laughs> it is you. I guess you heard George, Hi, huh? You're the right person oh to
3: have on. God. How do, how do I follow that one?
2: <laughs> You'll do great.
3: <laughs>
1: oh, no. Wow. As he was on the air, I was trying to think to myself, what are all the questions people wanted to ask him that they'd never ask him because they never got a chance to talk to him? What do I ask? What do I ask? What do I ask? What is the question? Wha-
2: I kept waiting. I, I was monitoring the chat room the whole time, and I don't know what happened, but it just stopped working. Well, because I was you know, gonna they be the stopped
3: working, people were just speechless. <laughs> yeah, well, that, that was
2: weird. We've never had that before, because, I mean, seriously, I, I, I muted my mic. I started waiting for people to chat, and I was going to bring up anything I could uh, within reason. I'm not going to, like I've always said, and I'm not going to trash anybody on the radio. But uh, <laughs> but there was no reason to, to unmute my mic, because everything just died. We were know, all listening. I got to say. you know
1: this is going to come back. I got to say. Um, I probably should have delved a little more deeply into why he had oats on the air. How could you possibly not have known about that? But when
2: you think about it, I think he came on there to say, Hey, you know, I'm, I'm still here for you, whatever that means to to whoever wants to take it.
1: I have to say though, George has balls. He's walking around with a pair of pants that are being stretched by wrecking balls.
2: That's what I've said from the beginning. I mean, I, uh, who cares about anything else anyone's going to say, but that takes some guts.
1: And I will say, if someone just gets on the internet and says, you know, Michael Van Dieven, fat piece of shit. (laughs) I mean, that grates on me for a lot of hours. I mean, I will walk (laughs) around. I'll be walking around at home, and my wife is looking at me, wondering why I'm not my normal self. And I say, well, I'm out of heroin, honey. No, I say, uh, never mind. You wouldn't understand. (laughs) I don't try to explain belgab stuff to my wife. It's a lost cause. I feel like... uh, I don't know. I, I feel so strange trying to explain Bellgab to anybody. Anyway, Jasmine, go ahead. I'm sorry.
3: No, um, I just wanted to ask you. Uh...
1: We don't hear you now. I think you mute, muted your mic. Yeah. Uh, we don't hear you. I don't know if you hear us.
2: Please turn up your radio. Uh,
1: I mean, Okay, mic. well, we'll come back to him. Oh, uh, man. Hi, you're on the air. Oh, good lord. This is Falky. <laughs> there he is. I don't. I don't believe it. Yeah. Your voice isn't that deep on your YouTube videos.
9: Well, that's because I can't see what the hell I'm doing. Well, you <laughs> I finally broke got the those... broken glasses. No, I haven't gotten them yet. Oh, I was talking to my friend on the screen door. They fell off my face, hit my stomach, and broken So I'm wearing broken broken glasses now. Well, Falkey, so deep
1: trouble to get my glasses. Falke, what do you think about what you just heard on this radio show?
9: I'm Dumbfounded, shocked, uh, Nori comes off as professional with his call, which makes me wonder, who's a Nori? Do they cart out a, like, blow-up imposter to do the show? I don't get it, but it was a class act.
1: Sardondi is still uh, Star, Sar still going to be walking around. I'm sorry, it's not Nori. It's just not. Yeah. <laughs> well, at first, you know... No, I, I I, it
9: of, sounded like Nori to me, unless he's got a voice impression that's doing George Nori impressions. That was that, that was um, weird. That was yeah, there's no Uh, but you know, he, he said what he had to say and, uh, I commend him for it. I'm, uh, all kidding aside, my videos, you know, about things he says, that's, I don't listen to his show anymore because I just can't take it anymore. And last night with everything I said, my bank going bye-bye Barnes and Noble. I'm not getting my damn video recorder from this idiot in Arizona. And now, now Art Bell quitting. It's like, uh, I have no clue
1: what you're talking about. Uh, just no, you don't have to. You don't have to explain. That's okay. I'm just saying. I, I
9: everything going crazy all in one day, commencing with culminating and Art Bell leaving the air. Did like, Did SR seventy
1: one ever send you the money or not? It never
9: got here. I think someone stole it.
1: Well, I don't think he sent it.
9: I don't know. He said no, no. He, I have a picture of the money order and the tra- and the actual tracking number. He sent it. It never got to me. But what? But, what, the, but the what?
1: But what he could have done? He could have purchased a money order to send to you so that you could purchase your XM radio. He purchased the money order. He took a photo of it, and then before he placed it in an envelope, he had second thoughts and he took took it back to Walmart and got his money back.
9: No, he got it from the post office. Okay, you can take it
1: back to there. the post office and get your money back.
9: Yeah. I don't, I don't know. It never. No, I've had now four or five things from Amazon and eBay never show up at my post office, so I don't think it's just that. Well, I guess it's a moot uh, point now, huh? Yeah. <laughs>
1: yeah.
9: So, uh, no,
1: actually, I, I, fine, I talked
9: to Sirius today <laughs> and said, I hope they wanted me to, you know, we have new channels. I said, I might consider it later on, but you guys have to straighten your act. And I did commend their chairman or president or whoever it was for getting art back on the air, but the constant streaming problems, and it's not just on art, uh, on other channels there, and I signed up for NFL Network last night, and it kept crap, and I was trying to watch Monday Night Football, so apparently streaming is an issue on the internet for people other than serious.
1: Well, uh, so you are personally reporting you did have the streaming issues. I had them. Oh, yeah. I had them. This is, not, this is the thing that's yeah, annoying me a little bit. I keep getting this perception from people that... The streaming issues issues that were being reported, it's just some unicorn that never really existed, and people are just making it up, and that nobody had any streaming issues. I mean, that was a real problem, and no matter how angry we get at Art, that's a little bit hard to deny. Hi, you're on the air.
4: Hey,
1: what's going on? It's uh, Bateman. What's up, Bateman? I'm glad you called. This is your first appearance, isn't it?
4: Yeah, it is. You know, I actually should have done the Marianne Rinesmith voice, but I wasn't paying attention, so uh
1: <laughs> You were you were sipping uh your seltzer. Yeah.
4: I was hoping to speak with George Norrie about my cats.
1: That won't be happening. Yeah. Oh, well just a sure. moment. Let me put him on the line. He's winding down, he's left us. <laughs> <laughs>
4: Listen, so, I'm shocked that he called up, absolutely shocked. I'm not, he doesn't it take balls? Across,
1: you know what, it takes yeah, balls. he actually
4: came across like a decent guy. He was legitimately answering questions, which is more than we can yeah. say for somebody
1: else. Well, I'm not surprised he came on, because look how long he's been posting in the George Norrie sucks thread. Look how much abuse <laughs> he's taken in there, and I'm not even saying the abuse is right or wrong. I'm not commenting in that regard, I'm just saying which of us would do that.
2: Yeah, no. That's been my issue from the beginning. Is that yeah, I'm not going to defend history, but I'll defend the moment.
1: I don't know, Bateman. What did you think about all that? And and and, uh, do your opinions of him? Change? I mean, here we have a few situations that were brought up. The, the no longer mentioning Art's name during the show, and the the explanation is entirely plausible, entirely. But. I can go to Belgab right now and I can find you 50 random people who are still pissed off at him about that. So does that possibly suggest that overall our criticism of him and people are going to... This is going to be another day that Dixie died when I say, is our (laughs) criticism of him possibly uh, questionable?
4: I will say this, and I can't believe I'm saying this, but I don't think think things were as black and white as we thought they were. I think that uh, maybe George look we all just wanted to believe so badly that he was this huge asshole and you know what maybe some of that is warranted maybe some of that is actually true but like i said he he either is a really good liar or he was being legitimate in what he was saying to you guys because i didn't get the impression he was uh blowing smoke up your asses
2: man the thing too is that what he tells us is consistent with you know some form of reality we're all used to, where the things we experience with art aren't consistent with what we're used to with reality. We all have to show up for our jobs every day. We have to live up to a certain level of, uh, of functionality, and it doesn't match with what art does. That's not to compare the two specifically, but, but you can't help but say whether we were just sold a line of something or not. It was consistent with reality. Well,
4: you Ironically. know what it is? we expected the person to match the product that they put out.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a good point.
1: <laughs> okay, so then that's the question. Why is the product he puts out so dissimilar from what you encounter when you just bump into him as you know a man? Why?
4: I think he's, he's probably been doing it for so long. He's covered the same topics for, you know, going on. I mean, he was doing a show out of St. Louis for, you know, I don't know how many years before he took over Coast to Coast. So he's been doing it for, if I had to, Guess what, 15 years, maybe 20? But probably around fifteen years, and if you're doing the same topics over and over again, I can understand getting bored with them. And look, every guest is not going to be a home run either. So right. if you have a crappy guest that you have to sit with for four fucking hours, and then Dang you've got to take calls from these, <laughs> you've got to take calls from them these mouth breathers. And let's be honest, after Art left, you're going to get those intelligent uh, uh, listeners just, you know, you're, you're going to be hemorrhaging those listeners. They all ended up on your site, MV. That's where they all went. Um, right. but I because, because those people are all gone, all you're going to get are these meth addled truckers and the cat ladies who are calling up to ask about, you know, angels and portals and cat astrology and, um, so Call and look, blow. I'm not, you right. <laughs> I'm not making excuses for the what I generally regard to be a garbage product that he puts out. But at the same time, if you've been doing it for as long as he has and you've got shit to work with, I can understand kind of tuning out.
1: But the problem is we've kind of had these perceptions of him from the beginning, from from his earliest days as host of Coast to Coast AM. I mean, I gave the show a good two years of a chance uh, I was driving a truck at that time and so the show was perfect for me as uh, as an entertainment vehicle while I was out driving around I uh, don't mean to use the word vehicle but okay um, and I gave it a good two-year chance and the same things that people are complaining about today were the very reasons why I stopped giving it a chance in 2004 or 2005 or so and so you'd get the uh, you'd, you'd, you'd think that as time passes there would sort of be a uh, uh, an evolving. a a learning and and a lot of people do not get the, uh, feeling that that's taken place. Well,
4: yeah, you know, I will, I will admit that I didn't listen to those early shows. You know, I never listened to the 2002, 2003. I think I started listening in probably like, Oh, Oh five or Oh six. And actually I was working at a radio station that aired coast to coast at night. So I would board up that late night shift. And I just heard George Nori and I thought, God, for a show that covers seemingly interesting topics that I would be interested in, this host is just sucking, and he's just not doing uh, you know, the listeners any favors. He's not asking the right questions. I mean, look, it's all the, it's all the criticism that we spent five years uh, talking about endlessly on the forum. But then I heard Art Bell on the weekend, and I was like, holy crap. I have to go back and listen to this guy's entire catalog, and that's what I did. Um,
1: Well, that catalog just increased by 29 episodes. (laughs) I hope you're happy with that. (laughs) Epic episodes.
4: Well, uh, I'm not going to be saving the Stephen Greer episode. I'm not going to be saving the Ghostbuster Gals episode. I'm not going to be saving... The
1: kid with uh, the uh, UFOs in Nevada. Yeah, that was awesome. Uh there are a number of shows that were really bad false starts here if you want to use that term to to describe them i uh I don't know what happened. Maybe the genre has just how it affects people has changed because
4: no you know what I, I really the... I really don't actually think that's the case I mean there's new stuff going on all the time you've got some of these researchers are I'm specifically talking about the uFO guys some of the researchers are out of their mind okay? And I don't need to go into detail. I don't need to name names. You know, it's been done to death on the message board who the nuts are and who the legitimate guys are. I think Tobias McGriff, who was the guy that I had on last week on my little show, uh, he's a fantastic guy. He actually uh, is credible. He um, uh, he does his homework, and he's not somebody who's spouting these ridiculous theories about reptilians being, uh, you know, members of Congress or whatever else, but... Well, that's true. Um, you know, Um, But I think there's legitimate guys out there that are interesting to talk to. I think that, uh, for example, here's something. SR-72, which is this new Lockheed Martin project, uh, they came out with this this past week. It was in the Washington Post and Aviation Weekly. And they said the SR-72 is now in development at Lockheed couple things about that. Does anybody really believe that the SR-71 didn't have a successor until now? They decommissioned that in 1998. Right. That's number one. And number two, uh, if you look at the mock-up that they have in the Washington Post, it looks exactly like Bill Sweetman, who used to work for Aviation Weekly. He still might be there. But Aurora was like his white whale. And his description of Aurora, his uh, you know, the mock ups that he did and Tester's models actually made up a, uh, an Aurora model based on his description, based on you know, the information that he had compiled, based on informed speculation. It looks exactly like the new mock-up. I think this is something they've had for a very long time, and I'm going to talk to a couple of these aviation guys, legit aviation guys, this weekend who can shed some light on this, because I think this is a very weird turn of events, and I, like I said, I think this is something they've had for a very long time, and I wonder why now they're saying, oh yeah, this exists and it's in development, and uh... anyway, my point is sorry,
1: I got Plug your no, plug, like plug, plug your podcast site. We gotta yeah. take a quick break. Yeah,
4: it's darkweekend.net. Probably will undergo a name change in the very near future.
2: Why? You need to join you need what? to join in with Van Deven Enterprises.
1: I think that I yeah. think that I think that name is just fine. I think you should leave everything as is, but what do I know? I'm not running the show. Anyway, uh, this is the spec sheet. I gotta take a quick break. I need to let somebody into the front of the office building. That's why. <laughs> we'll be back in a minute.
0: the spec sheet now at 573-837-4948. At the spec sheet with Curtis Thornton. On this edition, we'll be discussing only lawnmower repair. Please, no calls about computers. Call the show now at 573-837-4948. That's 573-837-4948. And now, here's the spec
1: sheet. Okay, we're back. And again, no calls about computers tonight. <laughs> yeah, only lawnmower repair, please. Yes. Uh Hi, Jazmunda. Hi, guys. How are you? Sorry we uh, had to cut you <laughs> off earlier. You just dumped out on us and we couldn't hear you.
3: Yeah, I... I could hear you guys. I don't know what happened. <laughs> that was- um, anyway, I wanted to. I wanted to congratulate you on smashing the uh, online at one time record. Today? Um, Did it happen today? Uh, no, yesterday. No, oh. uh, yesterday. Well, yesterday, my time. It
1: really was a smashing of that record, wasn't it? <laughs>
3: yeah, it was. And as I told you, with with experience from my website, we always get more. More visitors after we lose a game because it's a sports website than when we win a game, and this mm. was probably the ultimate thing of the game.
1: Well, I will tell you this: <laughs> um, I remember you telling me how much your website makes, and because of recent events, I've exceeded that manyfold. <laughs> mm.
3: <laughs> yeah, I've I've actually just i diso- I've actually discovered something better than winning or losing. We've just had the um, the trade period where they trade players with other teams. And that mm. is the goldmine. <laughs> oh, I believe that. If the that. people
1: using your website only knew what you're saying, I should go on like social media, and be like, "Listen, he's really against your team because he makes money. He's a bastard." Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. it's
3: trade the, it's trade much the story. when we lost.
1: <laughs> so, what did you think about the happenings here tonight? It was sort of uh, legendary, wasn't it? Oh
3: my god, that this is one for the uh, for the books. Uh, I couldn't believe that george called when i first heard him i actually thought it was someone putting on a voice and then as he kept talking i'm like wait this actually sounds like george at first i thought this is an obvious
1: impersonation
3: and then the more my
1: brain tuned in to what i was hearing i began to realize no that's him Uh, well this was a good (laughs)
2: opportunity for him to just show up and take take a moment you know if art wasn't going to claim the moment or anyone from his show then what why not you know let's let's be clear about that too the reason he called isn't because he's a fan of us it's because he saw an opportunity to show that he's you know a decent guy
1: Jasmunda, what do you see as the future of the forum
3: um that's a good question um look it seemed to function quite well um you know when Art wasn't there uh uh, you know, for two years, I followed a, a thread of him quitting Coast and, you know, came back every single day to see if there was any news. So you know what? I that think you another si- couple of years. <laughs> <laughs> <be people> waiting.
1: <laughs> you know what? I refused to have sex with my wife last night because I was so depressed about this. But I think you may have just given me reason to uh, take the dive. <laughs>
3: I mean, I was actually, I I can understand what you're saying about the not having sex with your wife. I was uh, so short with both my um, both my wife and my kids yesterday, and I couldn't even, they wouldn't even understand why I was so sort of uh, no. short-tempered yesterday. <laughs>
1: I have a couple friends of mine who come, I play drums, my other friend plays bass, and then another friend plays guitar, and we were playing last night, and... I sucked. I wasn't playing very well. I was just sort of down and depressed. And I couldn't possibly articulate to them why. I was like, okay, there's this host. His name's Art Bell. He used to host a radio. And then you have to go through this whole thing. And by the time you get to why it is that you're actually depressed, they they're not even listening. <laughs> They've moved on. Yeah. You know they're clipping their try toenails.
3: Explain, try, explain <laughs> explaining to, try explaining to a five year old girl why you why you don't want to push her on the swing <laughs> at the park <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> because you're reading posts on your phone.
2: <laughs> try explaining. That reminds me, your your, your story during a uh, spooky matter was pretty good.
1: I thought you were responsible oh, for yeah. the downfall of the show, but that's me.
2: Well, it was the bright I think spot. I was. <laughs> Just quiet.
1: Did you seriously feel like you um, were in yeah, some well, way responsible for what's happened here because you called on that show?
3: Definitely not. Okay. <laughs> definitely not. I'm not yeah. so narcissistic to uh, to sort of think uh, that anything that I do could. Uh, well, that wouldn't be narcissism. Show, but, that,
1: w- um, that would that would not be narcissism. That would be. What is a- the opposite? Yeah, I don't know what the opposite actually is. Uh, just walking around feeling like. You caused every, you, you caused the shitstorm. You you made you you toppled the jenga pile.
3: Right. No, but it, it um, look people were having a go that uh, you know he because I was getting on so much. It meant that uh, he had a small call pool, but that wasn't the case because he was only opening up Skype to international callers, and I'm probably one of the few guys who's actually. Uh, got a subscription to Sirius that lives overseas. I was, um, I was able to get on easily because there's no one else trying to call the Skype line. Mm.
2: Well, well, he really liked it, though. You could tell that of all the callers, he actually yeah. he, he perked plus, up
1: a little, a little bit for you. Plus, you sound very pleasant uh, mm-hmm. to speak with. So there's that. Thank you. This is true. <laughs> Thank you. Okay. Well, we have to take more callers. Yeah, I'm sorry.
3: No, I'm devastated. And I, yeah, that's, that's all right. I'm just, I'm devastated and I don't know what I'm going to be doing every day.
1: Um, (laughs) I know it, it is, (laughs) it it is tough. Try explaining to your daughter why you've just suggested that you're not her real father. Try explaining (laughs) that. It's very tough. Hi, you're on the air and I know you've been trying to call forever. I'm sorry.
7: It's okay. What's up guys? It's uh, Ross. Otherwise known as Saucy Rossi. Hey, what's what's going going
1: on? on? Another of my favorite posters.
7: Oh, really?
1: Yeah, not that it should matter to you, but yeah, I do like your posts. (laughs) Yeah, you do a good job. (laughs) You do good work, man. You do good work. Thanks
7: guys. What's yeah, up? Um, I feel like the entire past 48 hours is like a surrealist dream It is that I'm in. And I almost feel like I'm going to end up on a acid trip and wake up and have, what, how do you pronounce his name, Aldris next to me?
1: Aldous just, Burbank. Wow. You know, it's sort yeah, of like when you, have you, ever, have you ever watched documentaries about Hiroshima and Nagasaki and you see what happened with these people as they survived and emerged from whatever? You
7: what really it, just went there. You really
1: went there. I mean the, the 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 feeling they had as they emerged from these buildings and saw everything that happened around them, they had no idea of it because they were in a building that protected them. They were alive to walk out of the building and see the destruction and the devastation. And I feel like the feeling I have right now is very similar. <laughs> and people <laughs> yeah. are getting I'm going to get lots of email about that. You're minimizing what happened to those poor people. The United States made a horrible
8: political decision. They didn't have to bomb the Japanese.
9: Why do you make support-
1: you narcissistic? Anyway, I'm sorry.
7: Just don't go to the politics section for a while.
1: you be good. I think yeah, I should but, just stay uh, off the forum for a while. <laughs> <laughs> that's what I should do. I should yeah, take another trip to Morocco and uh, get job. the 45-minute yeah. shits again. That was a little more pleasurable than what I've experienced over don't the last that, 48 hours. I
2: had to sit in your seat for a little while <laughs> on the forum, and that was uh, not something I look forward to the next time, even though I would do it to help. But, <laughs> you wow. did a
1: great job. You stayed out of the way. That's all you have to do that's as a I
2: moderator. Do. I made one person mad. I guess that's not too bad.
1: Isn't that an am- amazing thing that there's a forum of this many users and there's one moderator, and it yeah. works? And it yeah. works. It, it That's works why it works. worked
7: yesterday, and then it's just become the shitstorm. It's just like everybody's just losing their minds, but it has nothing to do with the fact that there's only one moderator. It's just, I guess, art. <laughs> no other way of saying it.
1: Well, I don't know what's I mean, you would be insane as a moderator to try and step in right now and... and modify what people have said or affect what people are saying or try and temper anything. Oh, there's no point. You, you just have to just stay away. That's what I'm doing. Right. Yeah,
7: just let it go. Just yep. let it go.
1: What, what yeah, point I, would there I, be?
7: And people are going to vent their frustrations and emotions. And As well stuff, they should. I reacted. Yeah, exactly. And I reacted. I wanted to punch a hole through something. But then, uh, you know, I sent a, a message to Bateman and I was like, is this did this really happen like I, my favorite guest in the entirety of coast to coast am and art bell was going to be on monday night finally graham hancock i was so excited i log on to bell Gap and i see the the topic and i'm like oh it's a prank And i just started reading about how he quit and i was just like mm. fuck everything man fuck you fuck just you know that really must have just been a nice,
1: swift kick to the groin for you since you had a specific ga- guest that you were looking forward to.
7: Oh, I, I, last week, just uh, emailed Paul about, hey, when are you going to have grandma? And he goes, don't worry, you'll be soon. And I was like, awesome. Mm. This is great. And so then from I, his I, point you of view, it's is- you know, Monday morning. Hey, it's going to be awesome. You know, he's going to be on, and then
1: God, boom, my
7: balls Do you think, go right in my stomach.
1: Do you think Art thought that Sirius would, would give in to his proposal or his ultimatum, and when they didn't, he was shocked, and he just simply had to save face, so he quit? No.
7: First off, I think there's a good chance Art's listening right now, and I'll, I'll say this, that I think Art, just like many of us, is a very emotional person. Oh, yes. And he reacts very rashly to things that don't seem to be done his way in his like personal other, life and yeah, professional. Artist, exactly. Yeah, any other artist, you know, you have some somebody like that who's, you know, thinks differently than everybody else, and they're going to think differently every single way. Like you said, personal and professional. Life. So I don't think that he, you know, really has thought any more forward than, hey, I'm going to get an email on Monday and whatever that email says, I'll just decide right then. No mob.
1: no mob Justice in the chat room says I see a bottle of shoe polish and a mustache comb in MV's future.
2: <laughs> <laughs> so how'd it smell? A little greasy. <laughs> okay.
1: Uh so saucy Rossi, uh do you want to throw anything else on this on this bonfire on, on, on this uh, shit pile? What the fuck should
7: I do with all those trailers I
1: made? This is what's Man, uh Oh, I reel. forgot about that. Oh yeah, that, that was God. good work, too. Oh, my God. I forgot about that. <laughs> this just gets I mean, worse. I don't know. Yeah. You know, I wonder I how many people have mean. lost their jobs as a result of this.
7: Uh, well, you know, so far, there's at least three people. Yeah. I mean, you know, and then what was the guy's name that was taking the phone, phone call?
1: Evan? He was the first person who came to mind. What the fuck's going to happen to Evan? No, I'm sure he's fine. I'm sure he's bored. Save Evan. Save Evan. (laughs) SaveEvan.com.
7: Now he's bored hopping. You know, Marcus Stewart talks about bullshit. I will
1: donate donate 20% of all AdSense proceeds to Evan. (laughs) Where are you? Where is the crowd to follow my lead? (laughs) Save Uh, Evan. I
2: I will donate 20% of your revenue to (laughs) you. Gosh, this is a really I'll, shitty I'll situation.
1: percent of both of your revenues. <laughs> you okay, Saucy Rossi. <laughs> Thank you Did for the you call. Gentlemen, it was a pleasure. Yeah. I'm always yeah. happy to hear the voices of Belgab users and you are no exception, sir. Sure. Uh the phone <laughs> number is sure, 573-837-4948. I have just maybe a few more minutes. I can go here. I'm sure Curtis does as well, particularly considering the epic nature of this specific yeah, I, broadcast we could at, go at as At this point,
2: time. I would take a ride up to the opening of a uh, coast. Uh, so I just to listen.
1: MV, do you think George heard you say he smelled like br- Brute Fabergé?
2: <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. No, because someone else was listening and told him when to call. Oh, really? No, I don't know. That's, that's just my. Oh, sometimes yeah, I'm down.
1: really gullible and stupid. That <laughs> was <laughs> one of those <laughs> moments. No, I, mean, I Well, I, I, there's uh, nothing wrong. Just, brrr, 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 brrr. I mean, Brute brrr. Fabergé, there's nothing wrong with that. If a man wants to smell like a man, he goes yeah. with Brute Fabergé. Who would argue yeah. with that?
2: <laughs> I love that. Evan has a uh, Kamsey said uh, Evan has a photocopy of the money order I just sent.
10: Hi, hi, B Dub. Hey, what's going on, guys? I almost oh, said yeah.
1: your real name. You probably wouldn't have wanted that. Pro- probably not.
10: Uh, so yeah, I'm, I think like a lot of us, I'm I've kind of been uh, in a state of disbelief today. But uh, um, yeah, I think I think. Um, Looking back, uh, it was a little peculiar how Jasmundo was basically able to, to call into every episode, it seemed yes. like. So That I think to me that indicates that he just did not get a lot of calls.
1: I think Jasmundo really ruined it for us. I think if he hadn't called so many times, Art might not have said, hey, my pool of callers is so small. Here's a guy yeah. on the other side of the world calling every yeah. night.
10: He could have at least used an alias. Fuck this you, Jasmundo.
2: Fuck you. Fucking Fucking descendant of
1: fucking British prisoners? <laughs> well, you know,
2: it's different for them. They're upside down, so you can't really blame him. He thought he was doing good. Yeah. We'll blame him, but he won't understand. Yeah.
1: All right. So B dub, so, what are your what what's your synopsis of the situation? What what happened uh Monday morning? What's going to happen over the course of the next week? What does it all mean? Where do we go? Where do we hide? Is there enough water? Does TARP help you?
10: <laughs> FEMA. Okay. Uh, first thing, buy gold. Second, you're going to need some storable food. Um, third, you're going to need plenty of turmeric. Um,
1: <laughs> I made sure those to those ask vegetables. George about the turmeric and the carnivora.
2: Yeah. <laughs> hey, you, you know stock just went up on those, right?
1: Uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> will know about so, that no. I'm just trying to imagine I, I, how many people are mad at me because of that. Every, go ahead. I'm sorry.
10: I think, um, I think Arts handling this really poorly. Of course, um, he is. I, I think, I think what's really happening here is that he just realizes that he doesn't have a lot of people calling in. Uh, it's hard for him to have a show if he doesn't have a, you know, a good uh, volume of calls to choose from. Okay, or how many people
1: call this podcast or any podcast we do on average? This is a very unusual night. How many people typically call one of our podcasts? And I know we're two hosts None. and we're, ba- we're bouncing <laughs> off. Hey, fuck you, dude. I know we're we're two hosts and we're bouncing things off of one another and that helps to fill and keep the flow going and whatnot. But, um, I mean, still we do a pretty good job on at least most occasions, I think. And Art's a professional mm-hmm. who's been in broadcasting longer than I've been alive. How was this not tenable?
10: Well, I think you're right. Um, I think, I think it was that I think it was partly I don't know I just I'm, I'm frankly I'm just kind of really shocked it's
1: confusing isn't it I just have these it, overall a, feelings of confusion and malaise
10: like maybe he was trying to I'm confused <laughs> to see maybe he was trying to see how far he could push Sirius into you know uh, uh uh caving into his demands and then they were like um no and he just couldn't believe it and uh it just kind of went too far but i think it, at
2: this, this point, is a guy who was with Premier radio though who probably gave into zero demands of his so he should be used to that
10: yeah so but the thing is like at this point it's like that if you're an executive it's serious like why would you even consider negotiating with art because it's like Okay, so we give him what he wants now. <laughs> what next? What, what, right. What's going to happen the next time? And Is not, he just going to keep throwing these like little tantrums and shit. Right, like, right.
1: Fuck this. And, and it's not just a question of what's next with Art. It also becomes a question of what's next with the other hosts on our platform, who obviously would love to have this same thing. Who wouldn't? It, it, uh, hi.
2: Repeat. They're a streaming company, or they're, they're a satellite radio company, not a streaming internet company.
1: Uh, turn down your radio. Hi. Hello. Hey, you're on Hello? the air. Hi. Hey, how are you? You're next.
11: Hi. Yes, I'm here.
1: Oh, finally a female caller. That's
11: lovely. Yes, that's what I was thinking, other than shine.
1: <laughs> this has been a total sausage fest until your uh, injection here.
11: <laughs> well, I, I just decided to call because I want to express a view that might not agree with most of you. That's fine. At least today. <laughs> but I just wanted to say that... I just uh, Oh, by the way, this is Spinner. Oh, hi.
1: Hey Spinner. And you have a lovely accent by the way. I'm I'm very intrigued.
11: Thank you. Um anyway, I just wanted to say that um Art Bell, no matter what he has done, he's still um one of the best talk show uh, talk show hosts. We all agree. We we yeah, all agree that's with the reason we, yeah. That, and
1: that's why we're so upset.
11: Right, exactly. I understand that, but um I think we should cool down a little and understand. And the reason that we listen is because he's so good. And we cannot get that from anybody else.
1: I do agree with your sentiments overall. No matter what
11: George says.
1: I do agree with your sentiments overall that perhaps people should let some dust settle, take a deep breath, and give ourselves a little time for analysis here.
11: Right. Well, all I want to say is that I want
1: art back on the air. Well, I think your call was horrible and everything you said is wrong. (laughs) I'm just kidding. Well, I don't think you're going to find many people who disagree with anything you just said. It's uh, entirely reasonable and we would all like to know uh, what's happened and why it's happened and what's next and what the future holds and are we going to hear art on the radio? And it's not because we hate art, it's because we hate the fact that we can't hear art now.
2: Yeah, it's being given something that you've missed for a long time get it back, you know, it's still just as good as ever, and then it's gone again. And you paid this time for the experience of losing it.
1: I think that's a bit of a, you know, anyone who would come in, and I'm not saying that Spinner is one of these people, I'm saying someone who's not regularly on Coast Gap, if you would show mm-hmm. up there and you would see what's currently happening in the Art Bell quits Dark Matter thread, you would say, uh, wow, these people are really insane. They, they're supposed to be such fans of art, but look at what they're saying about him or to him. They obviously don't really care about the guy. These aren't his real fans, and what people are failing to understand is that's why there's so much anger and passion and and raw emotion and visceral reaction because we love Art so much, and we want to be able to hear him on the radio, and now that's been taken away from us again, and the most likely recipient of all of that emotional energy is naturally going to be Art.
2: Yeah, well, and, and it's an audience that he trained to be the way they are. You know, he, he's the first guy to dump somebody if they're they are not worth his time or to chastise them for using a cell phone instead of a, a corded landline phone. He trained us to be extremely critical of what we want to listen to, so for us to not be critical of him would be uh, hypocritical.
1: Well, the phones are finally open for the first time all night. Uh, I, I, I would say we have time for one more call, so if you'd like to be on the show, the number is 573 573- it's 573-837-4948, and uh, we'll be happy to put you on the air here with us. Um, For those of you who didn't manage to catch the entire show tonight, just to give you a heads up, you can easily go to ufoship.com, and you can stream the show right there on the website after it's posted. You can download the show uh, directly to your machine and listen to it there. You can subscribe to the podcast and The show will magically appear in your podcatcher of choice. So many ways to catch the show, and that's also the website where you can go to hear the Gabcast, which, again, has received mixed reviews. Hi, you're on the air. Hi, this is the General. What's up, Eric? What's going on? How are you, brother? How are you? I'm doing well. How are you, gentlemen? How's your wife? I've been wondering about that.
4: She's great. She's sitting right here. She's uh, seven and a half months pregnant, and uh, which is just great.
1: Which is why I'm curious. No, I just yeah. heard. I heard that she got her hair dyed at a, uh, a slightly less than reputable establishment. So I was just curious how that went.
7: <laughs> I have no idea what you're talking about.
1: Okay. Uh, so, what are your that thoughts was, on that all must of have this? Been
7: someone else. Uh, I'm.
4: You know, it's so bizarre because we we waited and waited for art to come back right and uh when he finally does it's he's only here for 6 weeks and i thought you know the people that
7: were talking when he first came back the you know pessimists were saying oh yeah right well, you know how long do you think this show's going to last i know and i ditches? just want
1: i wanted to shit on every one of those people yeah
4: I know. So did I. I thought, Jesus Christ, give the guy a chance. He's your favorite talk show host. He's just (laughs) come out of retirement. He's got this brand new deal. It's a three-year contract. Why would you be such a negative asshole? And it turns out they're right.
1: Six fucking weeks. Don't you feel like a jism satchel now? I do.
4: I totally do. I totally do. I'm pissed off about it. Because, you know, I mean, I'm only out 15 bucks. It's not really about the money it It would be if maybe if I had ordered a a two hundred dollar radio, which I was actually thinking about getting a a serious radio but mm. it's not even about the money you know at this point it's like it's like especially after all the 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 bitching on the first episode about how uh he's been unfairly painted as a serial retiree
1: oh my God, how That's could true. he say that yeah christ how it's could unreal. he how, how could he say that and you know it's you're right, it's not about the money. I will say that I got three years of streaming serious by uh paying sixty three dollars to add the feature onto my dad's already existing account. So I'm basically paying a dollar thirty-five or something like that per month. So for me it's definitely not about the money, as is yeah. the case with you. What it's about is the fact that we all sat there on Bell Gab, formerly Coast Gab, formerly George Norris sucks. We all sat there for for two years watching these cryptic signs that Art Bell might be making a return. It all started when Art's name was removed. Pardon me, I have to cough. It all started when Art's name was removed from Coast to Coast AM uh, as one of the regular rotational hosts. I think that's how it started. And someone started Mm -hmm. a thread that said Art Bell quits Coast. And from that point forward, we spent two years anticipating Art's return. Uh, yep. building yep. up to this emotional crescendo where uh, we have all of these letters that link to various bumper tunes on YouTube that we've all come to know and expect and love over the years uh, with regard to yep. Art Bell. And then this, man, it's just like, it's like you've gone to a bar and you... You weren't a very good-looking guy to begin with, so you weren't expecting much, but somehow you left the bar with Jennifer Aniston or um, uh, Kim Kardashian or pick your favorite big-ass brown-skinned girl, Uh, and then you get home and she has a penis that's larger than yours. (laughs) Do you pay extra for that? Well, it depends what night of the week we're talking about. That could be a welcome uh, (laughs) surprise or not. I don't know. But uh, <laughs> yeah, that's really and, how it and, feels.
4: Yeah, and I wouldn't. I wouldn't feel so bad if I, I. I was. I was. I was convinced that there was no way Art was coming back. He. He rarely said anything, ever. And if if he did, it was some cryptic, weird shit. You know, like there's no way this guy's coming back. He's done. You know. Hey Ryan. Yeah, I mean, come here. There's, there's no way. And so. Uh, for him to come back, I was just in utter disbelief and, and, uh, uh, then to just have it just as, just as I'm getting used to the idea that my favorite talk show host has come back out of this fog of smoke. Like he had completely disappeared. I'd completely written him off. I didn't believe all the, 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 the like the Fort Rock bullshit about,
7: oh, he's <laughs> yeah,
4: gathering yeah, an army. He's yeah. going to
1: come hey, I'm back. I'm a member of that army.
7: Oh, oh
1: yeah. <laughs> Okay, well, so anyway. you, you know what I was talking about earlier, like when you're speaking to somebody like your wife or a brother or a sister about the things that happen on Bell Gab or uh, the whole Art Bell universe in general and how they just stare at you like a uh, a cat with a head injury. Uh, here's, my, here's my friend Ryan. Okay, Ryan, get up on the mic here. What are your thoughts on uh, Art Bell quitting and just what it means for those of us who wanted to hear his show and what our expectations were. What do you think? I think it's devastating for you guys, but for me, I could care less. But see, you don't even... (laughs) That's such a... You're giving a better response than you gave last night just to make me look like an ass. Last (laughs) night, he just stared at me and didn't really respond to anything I said. I was like, yeah, I don't know how this is going to affect AdSense revenue on the website. I don't know how it's going to affect that. What are we going to call the website? I can't even play the fucking drums tonight. I'm too depressed. I got too much on my mind. And he just sort of stared at me uh, with indifference. And tonight he's got an opinion on the matter just to make me look like a douche. Thanks for nothing. Get the fuck out of my studio.
2: Congratulations.
1: Golly. Okay, well, I guess we're done. I, this has been rather cathartic, uh, depending on your perspective tonight. Mm. Uh, I'd like to thank everybody who called in, including you, uh, General. And and I thank the General again. For, his use of, uh, for our use of his bumper music on the show. Uh, both the intro song and all of the bumper music that plays in between, with the exception of one or two uh, tunes. That's all his band, The Satellite 4. They have since disbanded. It's kind of weird. Uh, when a band breaks up, they disband. So yeah. we were a band, but we're now in the category of a disband.
2: You've been dissed.
1: We're not a band. We're a disband. And we have disbanded. I think you could use that as a noun, a disband. I don't know. I'm just trying to fill time before, while yeah, I, don't I find know. the next yeah. bumper tune to play to get us but out of here. This stuff is awesome. Okay, well, uh, thanks, Curtis, for being here tonight. Yep, uh, thanks. Yep, I know great. it's not hard for you to peel away from life and do this show, as is the case for me now, too, having a kid. It just changes a lot of shit, you know, as yeah. far as your availability and what it is you can do on a day-to-day basis. Exactly. Uh, well, if we
2: can get this kind of interest, then maybe Sirius will pick us back up and let us stream it like we've been asking and we can get back to doing it.
1: So thanks to everybody who listened. Record listening numbers tonight. Thanks for yeah. uh, to everybody who called record numbers of callers. Spinner, I loved your accent. You sound really hot. And uh, I'd like to ask, uh, oh, and by the way, thank you to George Nori for calling the show. That was an unexpected yep, was surprise. Mm-hmm. And uh, pray for Goatsy. have a good night see you guys bye